0: Hello everyone and welcome to Music Is Everything podcast, brought to you today by our wonderful Patreons and sponsored by our lovely friends over at Neural DSP, who are offering a 14-day trial of any of their plugins completely for free and without the use of a credit card.
1: You can use the plugins with your DAW of choice or as a standalone program uh, for plug-in and play and they cover a really, really wide range of styles for any guitarist or bassist.
0: You can get 30% off any of their plugins right now by entering the code MUSICISEVERYTHING at the checkout. All the links and all the information are in the description. On with the show. Hello everyone and welcome to Music Is Everything podcast with me, Andrew Groves, my very good friend, Matt Hornby, and we're joined by none other than Sarah Howes, aka Bride. Welcome Sarah.
2: Hello. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me
0: You're very, very welcome So as Sarah has been briefed, we like to start this um, podcast We're talking about what we're excited about And Sarah's been warming us up with some tidbits of of what she's excited about We're we're both on tender hooks So what is it that you're excited about this week, Sarah?
2: Oh, I'm excited about quantum physics
1: Look at that, what I really like about that I like I like the unveil straight in. That's it. Top just, Trumps. Just, uh, no, yeah. Wow. That's it. Quantum. The biggest physics. topic ever.
0: What, what what about quantum physics?
2: Um. So I I kind of I think what I like about it is that I'm probably completely incapable of explaining anything about it to you. Mm. But um, that's because it's really 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 difficult to explain and um. I just, I I saved a few quotes. That's probably not um, what people normally do, but I basically have been to one talk and watched some TV shows on it and that's the extent of my knowledge. But I'm really, I think that my favourite quote about it, which might help you understand why a musician might really love it, is that uh, one of these scientists um, heavily involved in it in the past, says we must be clear that when it comes to atoms, language can used be used only as in poetry.
0: Very nice. Who Who said that? That was Niels
2: Bohr. Okay. Uh, some other little uh, hot takes are: if you're not completely confused by quantum mechanics, you do not understand it. Um, Eric Schrödinger, who you might. I've heard of just I because I've heard of Schrödinger's yeah. cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he said, "I do not like it, and I'm sorry I ever had anything to do with it." When talking about <laughs> quantum mechanics, quantum physics. Wow. Uh, one more, one more. The paradox is only a conflict between reality and your feeling of what reality ought to be.
0: Okay. So, what drew you? What? 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 What were the? What were the key signs that got you to this quantum physics addiction?
2: <laughs> um. So I think it was when I heard. I mean, I've obviously, obviously, everyone's heard of quantum physics or quantum mechanics. Um, I'm sure they're different things. This is the limit of my knowledge, but um, I think quantum entanglement is really, really exciting. Okay. In that, when you've got a quantum pair, which are these sort of, again, can't even articulate what they are, but one um, particle or proton is it as a proton? I mm-hmm. think can have the same properties as the other one, and they can be thousands
0: of miles apart Mm. and when one changes the other changes they can affect each other so Um, so hang on so just let's 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 boil this down here for a second (laughs) so you're saying that essentially there are these two particles and
2: I definitely should have googled this yeah no no so
0: so you're saying that even though kind of like is it like a would a, a fair assumption to be describe it like to describe it like twins
2: yeah, kind of.
0: To some um yeah, yeah, I guess so. And the idea is that if one, you know, like, you know, you see those stories on like Channel 5 or something, where it's like, oh, you know. <laughs> they but... find
2: a long lost twin. Yeah, I yeah. Think. And
0: it's like, oh, I coughed and they coughed, you know, but they grew up in China and I grew up in England or something, you know, like, and it's like, oh, they found each other from across the uh, uh, uh the globe or, or whatever. The, the similar idea is what they, they share similar properties, but if those properties change, then then the other changes regardless of kind of distance or? or...
2: Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. I mean, I could have picked something I knew stuff about to talk about, but what? So I think what I like, so anyway, Einstein said that it was spooky action at a distance, but regardless of me and my quotes that you, or everyone can find on the internet, I think what I like about it is that We've reached a point where we don't know anything that it's it's like the this it seems to me like the systems we've used to measure things don't work mm-hmm. um in this realm mm-hmm. and um and I love that i think I like not knowing things I, I I think that's quite um a personality. It's like a bit like a marmite trait almost that okay. a lot of people really need to be able to measure things and know the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's not always going to be possible. Um, and I kind of like mystery, and I like not knowing. And I, so, actually, the reason I brought it up was not because I was going to attempt to even pretend to know anything about it or be able to articulate it to you, because mm. I think even the experts find, you know, say that it's really difficult sure. to explain or impossible because that's the whole point is they can't explain it just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it led me to thinking about intuition, okay, and how we do a lot of things without really knowing what's going to happen or know the answer. And we, you know, we go on our gut and what's our gut instinct or what's our, what is intuition? Sure. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just um, being sort of drawn to something or, or just taking a punt in a way. Um, But it's not taking a punt, is it? There's like a sort of sense of knowing in that. I think like uh, a
0: really nice sentiment, I think that's kind of, I think actually lost from, for example, and I, uh, um, like I remember at one stage becoming very interested in dimensions and and kind of mm-hmm. trying to really get my head around each one and, and really understand it. And um, we've spoken about it before, but like I really enjoy it when something comes out to like a public level, like a public forum, like a film or, or a book or something, and it and it and it not only does very well, but it it is actually becomes, you know, very popular, very, you know, very celebrated. And and yet at the same time it's kind of nice. <laughs> I think it's for me it's like nice for humanity or my sense of humanity when a a, a big topic or like a very challenging plot does very well. It you know it, it can be so easy to think mm-hmm. that everyone around you, you know, uh you know, with, with the the press and the newspapers and what, you know, if feel like everyone's out to get you and rob you and immigrate to you and, you know, (laughs) stab you and, you know, kick your dog and put it in a bin. Like, and it's really nice when you see like a big concept. So I thought, for example, like kind of as to what you're saying, one of the big concepts I thought was really cool is like the things you take for granted emotions and feelings and and i think my point being is that in interstellar one of the things that's kind of lost is that they treat love as a dimension to some degree like rather than it just be a feeling your attraction to someone and the love you have you know to your daughter to to your wife to whoever that is a measurable um effect you you can you know the idea that you can measure that love and it's the in the film that it's the love that um connects them if that makes sense remind
2: me i i'm pretty sure i've seen it but remind me interstellar, plot. Oh, so interstellar
0: it. um well is that the
2: one with that's like really meta and it just keeps going going down different
0: it's oh that's like in i think that's inception
2: Inception, that's the one. So
0: the idea with I think okay. I've
2: seen Interstellar too, though. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, and if not, I want it. Long, yeah, that you should. Start yeah. about it.
0: Long, long story, long. Mm-hmm. The idea is kind of that. Um, uh, 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 it's put it this way: it's a space movie about our planet, mm. and they need to go and leave our planet to save it, and. Um, I'm trying to do the least Andrew Groves oh, expression. Is it when he pushes
2: a book <laughs> off the shelf and it falls yeah. off? Oh my god, yes. I
0: freaking love that film right. so much just for that one little bit. Yes. And the idea behind yeah. it is that I when it happened, I was like, Oh, that's actually a very eloquent like anything that kind of certainly when we reach like something that we don't know, obviously becomes really hard to illustrate, you know. And so the idea that he's kind of travelling through the the fourth dimension is kind of that's beyond, art. we don't know what that looks like. So putting that to film is quite kind of hard. Who, who
2: is, who is the really main actor? Uh, Who's the is main actor Ke- in that? Is it um, Kevin? It's not Kevin Costner, is it? I feel no, like. No, it's, uh it? no, McConaug- new, I think. McConaughey,
0: Someone... McConaughey.
1: Someone... McConaug- Matthew
0: McConaughey. That's McConaug- the McConaug-
2: one. McConaughey. That's what, what I say. Yeah. I'm pulling
0: a, pulling a vague card. <laughs> but-
2: and it's really interesting because dimensions comes back to quantum physics because actually some of the stuff you explain yeah. can only be explained if there's like 10 or more dimensions mm-hmm. um, in existence. And obviously we only know of three of them.
0: Well, and so, and, and like yeah. there's a whole thing of like, there are so many things you take for granted that could be very measurable. Like Like you say, this idea of intuition. It's like maybe, you know, in the same way that we measure distance and we measure we, we measure pressure and and whatever maybe there is a measurement of intuition maybe mm-hmm. like i say and, and so it was really just a, a very long winded way of saying that they in that film they one of the things that i didn't think was really like absorbed enough is like can you measure love Mm -hmm. is love a connection in the same way that we would measure an internet connection? Is there a speed, you know, is there a, Mm -hmm. um, is there a strength, you know, um, and what are the properties, is there an exchange, you know, that we're not seeing, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, when, when you say the word measure, it also makes me think about the other part of quantum physics that I'm, I love is this wave particle. Um, what is it called? Wave particle duality.
0: Wow, Sarah coming in with the no, bit. She's putting us to shame. I literally, wrote,
2: I literally had to write these things down to remember it. But like, what, what, I, and again, I can't really explain it that well. But it's the, it's the idea of when these protons or when these quantum things go through these two slits, and they, um, they like divide and go onto the the screen, and they go, they just automatically go into a pattern of waves like it looks random to start with and then when it's done it lo- it's um formed a wave pattern mm-hmm. but when we watch it mm-hmm. and try to ah, measure it mm-hmm. yeah. it doesn't do it okay. and i'm just i'm like obsessed with um patterns and i love um the idea that like this can be a metaphor for other parts of life yeah absolutely um and so i've been trying to figure you know trying to sort of like, I a sound a bit like yeah i mean only in a loose way when i'm really bored but you know thinking of how that applies to ourselves but also I think it's really interesting that you said can you measure intuition because there's a part of me that thinks that because I think intuition is louder or stronger when we're not trying to think our way out of a problem it's not necessarily about feeling because emotions can be you know people talk about instinct and intuition but instinct can be um informed by like your past and it can be based in trauma and like triggers and blah blah, blah things like that so you don't necessarily want to be driven by emotion mm-hmm. or even instinct I mean instinct obviously is partly human and animal and like you know mm-hmm. survival and things like that but I think the intuition is much deeper than that and I think when we try to think a lot and mm-hmm. explain things and figure things out um it drowns it out so why I think this coming around some vague circle why I think I absolutely love this the fact we might have reached the limits of our capabilities mm-hmm. in science in some ways in physics, um, is that maybe we will stop trying to explain everything mm-hmm. and maybe rely on some other level. And it's again, like a, a, sure. almost like a dimension within us. It's like, um, this is all a little bit far out, but it's not meant to be. I think it's quite, it could be quite sensible further down the line, mm-hmm. but you know, that we can rely on just a knowing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or just a fit, you know, knowing, again, it's not necessarily that healthy to be certain about something you can't prove or see. But you know what I mean? Yeah. To, to mm-hmm. just in that, that rigidity and that need for explanation. Mm-hmm. And I'll, then this I'll, other part becomes stronger.
1: I, I, yeah, I was going to say this before, but you've actually just come back to a better, a better kind of seamless transition. But I find it really interesting with this kind of thing, where, like right now, we're so sure about, these principles of physics, or whatever, we have this knowledge that, of course, this is how it is. And then, like, occasionally, someone will come out going, go, Oh, by, by the way, I've just found out this new thing. So forget all that. You know, we've yeah. been using that for a thousand <laughs> years. We're going to, this is just kind of put that, turn that on its head. And then we kind of have to go, All oh, right. And then we change. But it's yes. I just, find, I find it a really amusing human thing where we're very just very like human, dead set that this is unquestioning until Mm -hmm. someone in the the corner is questioning and then, and they make us think differently and I guess progress and broaden our horizons a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, we we do, we do, uh, we do, we definitely think we, we definitely think we know it all always, but then we're always trying to learn more. It's funny.
2: Yeah. And surely like the, you know, growing would just be to relax into the idea that we definitely don't know everything yet. Mm-hmm. and and that, that like, exactly like you said i i said said exactly the same thing to someone the other day it's like it's so um it's such a human ego thing to just think that we figured things out i feel like um, that's
0: that's so obviously we're going to leave that right at the door but it's very exacerbated at the moment the idea of like obviously you know kind of the things we're talking about here are also kind of we're kind of stumbling across that but also like hitting our head on the door and like slamming us on the arse as as we go through but like the idea of again like something that could be you know entirely uh sort of uh chastisable six months ago can be Mm -hmm. pertinent human knowledge now you know and and like uh, um you know and things that you know we thought were i mean you look anywhere in history religion or anything like that you know like it's it ironically also brings up some of the same questions funny enough, like kind of what, you know, some of the things you're talking about there, the idea of intuition and knowing and gut feeling, you know, that, that spills into so much of spirituality and, and religion and the idea of like faith in things. And it's, you know, like, I think again, that would be like, let's say like, wouldn't, wouldn't it be amazing if there was a measurement of intuition and, you could measure that, like you could measure that. You could measure faith in something. Do you know what I mean? Or like, and that's that's in a in the wider sense. You know, like, um, you know, you uh, since you know having a kid, it's been like a an interesting way because I have to explain the 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 world away to him, and there's so many things that, like, I don't know how they work. You know, like, for example, you know, we where I live is very windy. And um, he is so keen to get out of the house. From morning, noon and night, he's pointing out the window, you know, encouraging me to go outside. He'll go and get his shoes. He just <laughs> wants to go outside. But obviously, sometimes he goes outside and it's, you know, it looks exactly the same as it does. Same buildings, <laughs> same cars. You know, saying there's snow at the moment. He loves the snow, just wants to go out in the snow. Sometimes he goes outside and it's perfectly still. And he goes and shouts at the snow and kicks it and falls in it and rubs his hands in it or whatever. Other times, an invisible force hits him in the face. He can't see it. I can't see it either. But yet this force is having an enormous effect on him. There is nothing, uh, we're exactly outside my front door. There's there's not directly any trees or anything that would immediately show him what is happening. But yet it is happening and he's feeling the effect of that thing happening to him. Um, But he can't see it. And like, he's like, kind of <gasps> like, you know, it's going up his nose and he's trying to like turn his head and I'm like, yeah, that's some like really aggressively settling molecules, Um, you know, that, that <laughs> are kind of just trying to stabilise themselves. Thanks, Dad. You know? Um, oh,
2: great. It, but, it's, but it's like... <laughs> it's really aggressively molecule yeah, so,
0: <laughs> Like, how do you, you know, like you take that so for granted, you know, that that you can't see it. Like you, no matter how windy it is, you can't, you look right into the wind. <laughs> you can see the things it's picked up. You can see the things it's moving. Mm-hmm. And ironically, you know, like, um, like, I know that's a big thing for religion. The idea that you, you, uh, you know, you can't see it, but yet it has mm-hmm. an effect on you or whatever. Um, but it would, I think it would be so interesting to see, you know, in the same way you could measure faith in that you feel okay today. And, and because you do, you do. And then you are, um, and you don't, you know, if you've got a cold coming and you're like, Oh, I haven't got time to be sick. And you just kind of get on with it. But you know, we've all been in that situation where we're like, ah, I'm getting ill. And then you get ill, you know, like it'd be amazing. Imagine if you could measure, you could faith your way out of it, you know, with, with just the idea of it, like the intuition or the, or the idea that you really believe in that thing and you could measure belief in that sense, you know.
2: They they have done some really interesting study. I mean, pl- placebo is a similar sure. idea because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a belief in something, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's not a religion or a faith and it's even just maybe being tricked, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes someone tells you, so you believe the person, not, you know, in mm-hmm. this magical pill, which mm-hmm. is sometimes just a sugar pill. But mm-hmm. like that is when you're... Expectations really affect the the results. I mm-hmm. actually I haven't read this book yet, but I've got it. I've um, downloaded the sample on on my phone, and I because I read it in a shop, and it was really interesting. Um, I think it's called Expectations, okay. and the, the best bit that I the expectation effect. How funny! Mm-hmm. And um, the most interesting bit I sort of skim read it in the shop, and it was that um they figured out that cleaning. not figured out but obviously like doing a cleaning job is quite a physical job Mm. um um but people you know often who who are really busy maybe those people don't go to the gym or they don't work out but what they did was they sort of measured how when they told people that their job was really you know going to make them fit and strong and healthy Mm
3: -hmm.
2: when they had that idea that what they were doing was like a physical exercise they got fitter and healthier than the people that just didn't consider Whoa. that as a thing. Wow. I, can't, I mean, that's, again, vague news. This is my specialty. Being <laughs> able to skim over <laughs> some idea and not have I any I love ideas. it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but, you know, I think that the, the sort of the essence of that is just mm. that it matters how you think. Yeah. And, again, well, that's it- power of the mind and all that stuff, and I, I love that. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, like Andrew was saying then, like, if you, if you go, I'm getting ill, is that because you know you're going to get ill or by thinking you're going to get ill you then get ill
2: Well, oh, yeah
1: just throw that one in there
2: yeah but and it does it just come on when you let it like do you are we, are we able to sort of fend that off and postpone it while we're when we're busy and, mm-hmm. and is it only when you sort of relax it's always like, like that thing of when you go hold it you get exactly you get that cold you haven't had for months mm-hmm.
0: exactly like and post tour like we've all had that you oh know like God. you know or post anything post festivals post there's always like a. uh Namthrax, I think, was the term. Yeah, for everyone a, who went one. to to Nam and and uh, they'll always be like down the, the
1: the trade show, not Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The
0: uh, Namthrax, I've not heard of it. They'd be like, player. I'm sure they all have very witty names,
1: but the idea
0: again that you know it is that that sense. I, I mean, and again, like that, there are so many studies going into this. Uh, how you know how you would very much back to Sarah's point, about how you would go about measuring any of this when we kind of don't have the tools. And like you say, uh, another thing when you're uh, uh, um, talking about measuring things you can't see, um, uh, vaguely relevant, is that um, I was listening to a podcast talking to someone who had basically, there is a microphone that was built that basically will record above... 20k, and most microphones kind of cap off there because we're our hearing is, is long gone. Um, but basically, it was developed for people to record um uh, bats, mm. and basically, uh, they um kind of I think the microphone was like developed, I think I want to say NASA, but I'm not 100% sure. But let's say a government body. Developed this, and it was, I think, used in space as a as a more of a, um, a listening uh, uh, apparatus, obviously for, for measuring whatever you need to measure with sound in space. But it could be to do with pressure and whatever, anyway. Um, and they kind of like licensed it, or like for some reason they were really cagey about giving this microphone to anyone, anyway. And you can't just go and buy it, like. And basically, this guy managed to befriend someone who's at like some kind of bat society. Um, I, think, I think they were called Robin and um, and basically managed to borrow this microphone and obviously he went and recorded and then pitched that audio down because he can't hear it, which is like, imagine obviously you're recording, wow. but obviously you can't hear what's being recorded. And he pitched it down and he was saying that putting it into like a spectroanalyzer, analyzer, the waveforms were unlike anything he'd ever seen for any other like audio source like it didn't it almost didn't make sense and having to pitch it down quite a few times just to be able to hear it it actually sounds uh, uh, like just lots of like gate signals like like tiny little clicks um it like literally sounds like cv like if you've ever heard like like the the sound of like cv voltage or anything like it's literally like kind of like pure it's well, literally pure Data to some degree is literally just little, really high like pressure. Interference, yeah, yeah, and like high pressure, like clicks and pops. And anyway, um, this uh, was they were kind of generally discussing this, and the idea that, for example, um, there's a, a podcast I listened to that, that was that was to do with hunting, and they were talking about hunt. Uh, uh, they had the guy on there who who like does animal calls, and basically, long story long, the idea is that because of our range of um, human hearing that potentially there is an entire conversation going on above our heads that, sure. you know, and for example, people who specialize in calling ducks or, you know, and people make all kinds of things to call elk and whatever. And the idea is that, you know, you 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 have this kind of real come to Jesus moment. You've conversed with this animal and Brought it to its untimely death, I suppose. But still, you've kind of had this this con- this conversation with an animal, and that feels like you know you had this, conf- this 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 contact with them. That maybe actually you're entirely missing the conversation, and you're obviously the imitations we're trying to make, you know, uh, could actually be only half the story. And maybe the animal mm. noises that we are familiar with are actually really not. You know, they're just a small fraction of, of the sound. You know,
1: well, so if you think of if you think of birds flying in formation, this is mm-hmm. the one that always gets me. Birds fly in formation, and sometimes, or the, or the the ones that fly north for the whichever way it is, mm-hmm. they emigrate sure. biannually. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever that's called, mass mass movement. Migra- of migrating, M- migrating birds. There you go. Um, how do they know? How do they fly in a triangle? And because do, I, I don't think that they're going quack, go left a bit, mate. Quack, follow me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think it's that linear. But they just know. They just and it's not like they crash into each other or go. Hey, that's my space. Mm. They just know. They do. They just, they just know. So one, f- I, yeah. one theory.
0: There, there's more. an
2: interesting quantum uh, element to migrate. Have you heard about this? Oh, I've, um, I'm
0: talking about. I was going to mention talk about magnets. If you're going to talk about magnets, mm. on the same page.
2: No, it is a little bit of that. It's okay. it's this robin again. I just saw it on a TV show, um, but it's um this robin that how how it knows its way around. You know how to how it knows how to migrate um, is something to do with um, the Earth Earth's ma- magnetic field, mm-hmm. and it's like it's a proton thing. The um the yes, that quantum entanglement basically, mm-hmm. where it kind of somehow um communicates with something in, in its eye, the light that goes into its eye. Um yeah, incredible. Anyway, again, that was a bit vague, but
1: I guess that's similar I to like bat, Andrew's gonna similar to bats and sonar, you know, how they just they yeah. b- bounce a signal off something to measure distance. Yeah. Yeah, the idea and, is but that-
2: the main the, the, Yeah, go, go on. No, no, no,
1: no. Go, go, go.
2: I was just going to say, but this is probably like a, a later comment, it's just that the idea of measuring things is that we measure them in relation to us as if mm. we're the most important thing on sure. the planet. yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course we are to us, and that's why we want to measure things in relation to us, but it's like that we forget that maybe everything can be measured in relation to something else. Does that make sense? No, you no, know, no. It's like I, I was going to say, like the idea with the, with the there's
0: stuff going on that has nothing to do
2: with us, maybe, and well, we the, haven't the birds, can't measure it because it's,
0: yeah, there's an idea exactly. that the birds like have some knowledge of their precise sort of location by like essentially their relation to the magnetism of the of the earth, mm-hmm. so by GPS. Yeah, so in a weird way, like it would be like For example, like this is sort of correct, but not in the same way that like salmon and the whole thing with salmon fishing is a big thing is that the idea is that those salmon are born in that particular stream and then they return back to that stream. This isn't how they do that, but let's pretend that it is. Um, The idea that you could be born and basically have a snapshot of your precise magnetic location and then return back to that magnetic location by feeling in the same way that like um, trying to explain again, funny enough back to intuition, Mm -hmm. like the idea of instinct is really hard to explain. And it's kind of, I think a good analogy is kind of like the reason why you turn when you're asleep, but you don't acknowledge it and you don't know that you've done it, but you do do it. And the idea is that it helps with your circulation. And again, that's the idea is that you're kind of meant to, keep moving so that you don't get like bed sores and stuff like this as well. And that's, that's kind of built into your body. Your body just kind of does that. Like, and when you look at behavioral, you know, when you think of like a a dog being hungry, like the dog isn't like, oh, I think I'm hungry now. Like it's eating because the, 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 in the same way, the push is there. It just is led to and continues, if that makes sense. I mean, dogs have a bit more intelligence than that, but for the most part, like animals it's really hard to explain that kind of instinct because we have so much reason in the way of it now, and we have to have so much forethought, you know I shouldn't eat a cheeseburger, I'm trying to watch my weight, you know whatever, mm-hmm. like the idea that you would kind of you could wake up eating is quite a unusual an, an unusual feeling, you know you could wake up procreating or you know urinating or defecating, like the idea that you're kind of un conscious to some degree and that you've just kind of, you know, if you were if you were sleeping next to a radiator and that radiator was hot, in the night you would maybe gradually move away from that radiator as the radiator, mm. you know, maybe let's say it turned on for a bit and then turned off, and then maybe you would come back as it did. You would do that very un you know, unwittingly. Um so yeah, like the idea that like there is another force acting upon you and that you are sensitive to your magnetic location in the same way that we would be hungry or thirsty or whatever and that that would maybe lead you somewhere like you're not thinking and is it
2: leading is it leading us somewhere we've not even noticed you know we're not even noticing sure because obviously those things are kind of make sense for survival and we're doing them exactly like you said um are there other forces Mm. that are acting upon our actions that we think are all choice sure sure but that's that, that gets a bit um contentious doesn't it because it's like very philosophical whether we but then the whole, the whole like, like freedom of choice free will, I'd, yeah Free will
3: yeah
0: yeah but the, there is like random black holes for stuff like that and i mean this is the most excited we've been about anything for a long time i actually think we should continue this, this conversation and look, I think it's, <laughs> it's actually way more interesting and it does i think very much lead into what we were going to talk about but i think like again the idea like that you know um the sense of someone watching you is actually fairly fair, as in let's say fairly of all of these uh, uh, assumptions, fairly well documented in the idea that it it is nearly a, it's given a fair amount of respect as a uh, sense, let's call it, where as opposed to any other kind of sixth sense or the idea of like you could again you know any emotion, any abstract thing like we're talking about here, in a scientific community, there is a, or at least maybe the psychological community, there's a fair amount of weight placed on, on, on that. And so like, you kind of could make some assumptions and say, well, actually, if that can get some kind of credence, then, you know, I'm, there are other maybe feelings that, what well, you know, why could you not move sideways in that, in that assumption. And and the idea again, I think it's to, you know, the idea that you, you're being preyed upon, I would assume is kind of where that comes from. The idea that, you know, you are, you are being watched and therefore being preyed upon as um, omnivores, you know, maybe that, and, you know, once monkeys, maybe that's, there's kind of like, that's where that maybe comes from and everyone can kind of relate to it to some, you know, and definitely has felt that way. I'm, you know, I've even, you know, even in a, in a, bless you, in a, in a random sense as well, you know, like you, you've, I've, you know, someone, you look at someone, and they turn around and you've not said anything, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. so again, you know, maybe, maybe, um, maybe, you know, if that can, can get a fair amount of respect in that community, then, then, you know, there's, there's not much else to say. Maybe there are other things that you know that could could, could kind of be uh, developed from 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 that assumption, you know, that, and if we're kind of comfortable with that, um, so who knows? It's pretty. Uh, I
1: think that's the best. Uh, the best excited we've had. Yeah, I was going to say that's it's starting. You were worried about it being a, a low bar, but I think you've set the bar exceptionally high. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't know about you, Matt, but mine's rubbish compared. To- <laughs> I was going to say I'm, I'm going to bring things crashing down to earth in a yeah. very
2: no, well, come on! But, I'm intrigued. I think we, yeah, change,
0: change the, change it up, mix it up. Well, I'd like. I think actually, I'd like because it kind of leads into some of what I was thinking of asking you a little bit later. So I think we can kind of. I would like to pick it up to some degree. Um, but Matt, do you want to tell us what you're excited about
1: this fair week? Sure, I can bring us crashing back down to earth. Please. Um, I bought a piece of plastic, <laughs> and I'm going
3: to talk about that. <laughs>
1: Amazing. How, how about it? Now I was going to talk about something very human, actually, because uh, given that we are the most important thing to ever exist, mm. um, so I bought a record just okay. to let you know. Yeah. And it's the reason I wanted to talk about it is it's a band that keeps getting loads of mentions on here, mm-hmm. and I was listening to their album, and I thought, Do you know what? I'll see if I can find a record on the. Uh, the famous secondhand vinyl marketplace or not even secondhand just vinyl marketplace Discogs so anyway another another Sky bought the album
2: God, nice I love this band oh I did
1: but you know what so the best thing about this well actually the best thing but many good things about it is it's it's their album that came out it's a couple of years ago is it 2020 now
3: mm.
1: yeah 2020 um Limited edition dark green vinyl, including a poster, for £5, guys. Wow. What? £5. Steel. In, in, in the, in the Have you old... opened
2: it? Can we see the vinyl?
1: Actually, no, do you know what? I'll, I'll do it right Knife. now. Or maybe you're <sighs> going to was... keep
2: it sealed for, you know. No,
1: I'm, pres- I'm not one of those guys. I'm not one of those What's guys. your technique? Uh Nails. Nails and teeth. Picks work quite well. <laughs> uh, what do? Picks?
0: Yeah. Little a pick down there. Well,
1: I'll keep talking though, because this might take me a while. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I have, since this has come up, I actually discovered them via this podcast with that song, Chillers. Mm. And, um, and then you, Andrew, were saying about the, you played the song, Fell in Love with the City, and I was blown away by that song. And I, because was, I was like, is this the same band? Because it sounds quite different. But Bless you. such a good song. So I was listening to the album loads and thought, I'll just see if I can find it. And then it's £5 plus a bit of postage. I was gobsmacked. But even better than that, right? So it came from, I'm going to give them a shout, Tasty Records, who are in Altrincham, UK, near Manchester. Okay. And not only, so sometimes you get these, a record through the post and they put in like a, an old sleeve just to keep it rigid. Mm-hmm. But, but this is even better than that, guys. Even better. I got another bonus vinyl for those of you on video you can see it but it's called Music from the Greek Islands and it's what not is? just a sleeve it is a whole other vinyl.
2: Whoa. Was that an accident? Or was that
0: just...
1: Oh, uh, oh that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like what, a, gen- what a generous chap. <laughs> uh, I don't so know it maybe you may get like the charity bin you know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I and thought they use maybe
2: it as like, like, just... like you said like a this, uh, to keep it straight. A, ri- a rigidizer. <laughs> Yeah,
1: so, but I think that's going to be pretty good, actually. In fact, it, I, I'm pretty, I enjoy the cover. I don't know if you can see it. So, what's it called? Um, music from the Greek. Oh, sorry. It's it's Tac- Tacticos or Tacticos and his bouzoukis play music from the Greek islands. Okay. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> Amazing. <I'm going> to <laughs> have you listened to of,
1: it? Not yet. Not yet. Um, but I will. I will. It will nice. be my soundtrack to the winter.
0: There you go. I'm sure they do get uh, plenty of, uh, uh, you know, like you, if, depending on what kind of record store it is, you know, there's always like that really old bit, and they're like, oh, sh- they're, we're never going to sell them 99p record, blah, blah,
1: blah. Sure. You know, just kind of. Uh, also, but I mean, I was just amazed. So thank you, Tasty Records. But £9.94. <laughs> and here we are. Look at this. There you go. So much recommended, but I'll show you the. Uh, here we go. I've managed to open it. Here's a poster Look at that Oh lovely I don't know which one is another and which is sky That's a really bad joke Uh, (laughs) And Oh here we go Sorry audio listeners This is probably quite boring Give us your best Uh, description I'm
2: just saying to have a sneezing fit, sorry No no no, that's all right.
1: sneeze away Um, Yeah it's just dark green Nice and chunky record That's a really nice colour It's a really nice colour and yeah i'm just really happy to have it i haven't bought a vinyl in a while and i've just finally set up my record player so i'm going to smash this on later very very so, nice yeah. very very nice yeah, it's a really nice color it, uh, vinyl a very nice green it's just very well executed and um yeah and actually a great album
2: what's I your favorite really... track I'm sorry.
1: So, fell in love with the city. I really like, but all ends as well, which is second to last. Which is more of a ballady guy. Um, yeah, those two are really good. Really good. Do you know? Do you know them?
2: Yeah, I've listened to them a lot before. Yeah, but I do oh, like, Nice, but kind of in the car and not really sure what track I'm listening to or what album I'm listening to. So,
1: nice.
2: um, I really like one that goes that uses that. Is it Leonard Cohen lyric or someone else? Uh, the Cracks, are wet, cracks let the light in. What,
1: what? It's, called, it's called The Cracks, I assume. There
0: you
2: go. Oh, maybe.
0: Oh, there you go. I didn't know. It. I didn't know that was a Leonard Cohen. I
2: really love that track. I oh, no. I uh, I don't know if it is a, a Leonard Cohen lyric or if he took it from a philosopher or something like that. Sure. <laughs> um, another. That's sty. cool, though.
0: If not we can have it flashing up now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only Leonard Cohen thing I am really aware thing. of is Hallelujah.
0: Yeah, I should be I should be more versed in Leonard Cohen. I, I had a I used to have a boss who was like always playing him and I would always come downstairs and be like, Oh, who's this? And she'd be like, Oh, it's Leonard Cohen and every time it would always be Leonard Cohen, so I'm like I've kind of You've got to listen to it. Yeah, I should <laughs> I should have I should have, but I just didn't. You know that's, right. all, yeah. that's
1: that's that's my favourite gauge of any liking a music Mm. is when you ask who is this and it's always the same answer and then you just know you just know
0: (laughs) um for my excited about and i was i had some excited abouts but i was like oh i've been a bit book heavy recent of recent but i've had some lovely book time um but actually i was like oh you know what i'm going to be excited about what i'm actually genuinely excited about and it's kind of random really but I feel like as a person that I have never really made plans other than like, I'm a very stubborn person. If I want to do something, I will like move the world to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But that's only really like a dog with a bone. If that makes sense. It's kind of just like what's directly in front of me. And yeah, the last week or so, I've just been making a lot of plans, and like <laughs> nice. plans that are like <laughs> plans that are like I'm talking like ten, fifteen years, like. And I oh, big plans, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh. Not these
0: little plans, um, but yeah, I was going to say,
2: how do you get anything done if you you've been in a touring band for years and you never made a plan? No,
0: I I mean I make a plan about what's like. I'm just a very day by day person. And I don't, I don't even really, if I wake up, the last thing I want to think about is dinner. Sure. And do you know what I mean? And I'm just like, that's miles away. And you call it delusional or just, I don't know, a childishness maybe of sorts. But I don't, I don't make plans. But actually, one of my very good friends, one of the some of the best advice he ever gave me, and I don't think he really meant to give it, it just kinda came out and it's really resonated with me, is he was just like, always have something in the calendar. Like just mm-hmm. something, like a goal, a target to to kind of head for. And I felt like till now there was always like big lofty things that you feel like you should do. Oh, you should do this and get married and buy a house and have a kid and that, you know, like the big kind of goals or whatever. And there was definitely very much something in moving here that felt like a relaxation of those ideals. I've I've been talking about it with a few people about the feeling of a country, but also in the sense of like like an aspiration of the country is also like kind of also a thing. I think, and I, I feel like mm-hmm. in England. I always felt like I was not doing something or I hadn't done something yet or I've got to hurry up to buy the next place to do this thing. And, you know, and like, if you want to live somewhere nice, you got to really get on with it because you're going to have to live in at least six houses before you could afford, you know, and hopefully the idea is that you, you know, a, I mean, I haven't, I haven't bought somewhere yet. So, they haven't even done that yet. But, like, you know, you feel like you've got to get one, and then next time you can get a better one, and then next time you can get a better one, and maybe then you can live where you want to live, kind of thing. Where, you know, you don't have to, you know, you're not living, you know, on top of a fish and chip shop. But unless you really love fish and chips, it might be a really good idea. Just, just,
1: just, just to add, and then once you've got the, the end one there, then you retire and you get a smaller one. That's the. Well, uh, that's it, right? That's the. Uh,
0: the you realize it
2: didn't bring you happiness. Well, that's <laughs> so it. <all> <laughs> You're like, damn it. <laughs> and it felt, is,
0: yeah, it felt like that was the pressure, you know. But it was kind of weird, like you know, being like, oh, okay, well, I'm here now. Now what? Like, so anyway, l- kind of long story long.
2: You should call the podcast that.
0: Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I should call the podcast "Long Story Long." <laughs> long story long is everything. And, uh, yeah, the idea just of being like, like, I've maybe always seen it as something to be scared of or like, I've just kind of had my head down doing stuff. But the idea of being like in 10 years, I'd like to do this. And like, you can kind of say anything really that you want and be like, I'm going to be an astronaut in 10 years. And like, depending on age viability and fitness or whatever, you you might be able to, you know, and, you know, none of the ideas are serious. I mean, they are for me, but I don't know. It was just kind of nice. I was like, I feel like I've just had my head down, like get on, make something of yourself. But the last couple of weeks, you've just been kind of, and I think funny enough, there is like a focus on like, Certainly, where we are in our lives, and kind of like, okay, well, what are you going to do with any money that you get? You know, okay, you got, you've you've saved some money. Now what? Where are you going to put that? Who who's going to look after you? Where's your kids? Where's your blah blah blah? Who's when you die? What's going to da 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 da? Or you know, as I mean, you just oh okay, well, I got nothing. Like now, I should be doing something. So let's work out what that's going to be. But it was kind of nice. I've never done it, and it's exciting to be like in ten years. I'd I'd like to have X and Y, and then be like, "Oh, imagine, like it's not unachievable." Like, imagine if that came to light. And I'm realizing the more I talk about it, the more kind of bollocks it sounds. But no, are, I they, I, are they
2: goals rather than plans? Is that a different, or is that just a different word for the If same you ask my
0: wife, she'd say they're goals. If you ask me, I'd say they're concrete plans. <laughs> I like
1: I like I like that way of thinking, though, because it's it's a goal kind of. It, they have they probably are goals, yeah, and but f- for me personally there's they an implication that it might not happen, sure. and I'm like, oh no, 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 no ha- no it's gonna it's gonna happen, mm. you because know, it's otherwise I'll be sad and disappointed, so then you kind of in your head turn it into a plan, but I don't know do have you never had surely when in your life before
3: mm.
1: just for reference, Sarah, we've been talking about these. I don't know whether it's a time of the year or time of last or whatever. <laughs> but we've been talking about we've been talking about this kind of stuff, like what we're doing, where we're going for a couple of weeks. And um, but surely you always have your eye oh, on a prize, Andrew. Like you know, I've it's on fifty years, prizes. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine.
2: But it's did different. you plan to move to Iceland for a long time, or was it quite? I think you said it was quite spontaneous. But or was it something in the back of your heads for years? It was like. For example,
0: much is my tendency, we knew that Iceland was like plan A, but it was always like A star, like from UK to Iceland in our current living circumstances, you know, blah, 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 making that work and and it's an island away and we've got to get our stuff there and the currency is a lot more, so it's going to be way more expensive Etc. Etc. Then it was like, okay, that's Plan A. Plan B was Aarhus in Denmark because we were like, cool, still in mainland Mm -hmm. Europe. It's not as expensive, but it is essentially upgrading to a krona and one foot into where we'd like to be. Plan C was um, Germany, which I could speak uh, good German, and we toured there a lot it would be good for me for work and and you know again mainland europe we really love germany we like you know everything there not a huge leap but just away from england which we we always knew was going to be the case the the plan like we did stuff but like as in like we were like right let's do it and then i'm like well let's let's, let's do it so we booked a holiday we went to germany we toured loads of places that we wanted to see in germany we went to order we loved it there we're like boom that's where we'd live i looked at all the properties i went around was like this is a good place this is a good neighborhood to be went to all the places in germany went to went around all their neighborhoods we're like cool yeah this is a good neighborhood we'd like to live here da, 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 da. let's make it happen but that was all like in front of me i was like a dog eating my eating my food do you know what i mean <laughs> it wasn't like in a year i'll do this That's 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 yeah.
1: I mean, this sounds... Man, so man. plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, can, can you can you shed any light on specifics? Are you uh, thinking in 10 years... I mean, I was talking about climbing a mountain last year. Uh, there last you go. Week. Last so, year. He's saying in 10 years, you're going to be an astronaut or is that your...
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, like ast-
1: I do like space. Um... The thing, the thing is also, I, I'm a problem solver, right? So if you, you said the astronaut example right. flippantly, yeah. And in my mind, I go, well, if I couldn't get a job as an astronaut with any of the existing sure. space agencies, I'd start my own, and then I'd give myself <laughs> a job. And then, and then you <laughs> like, like
0: no a musician, yeah. that's what musicians
1: <laughs> yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, no one's getting in my
3: way. I'm just
0: that's,
1: that's my plan.
0: CEO of Matt Hornby Incorporated. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: exactly. Mm,
0: exactly. Uh, now, well, put it this way, so. You know, the, the, we never, we, we didn't, we never, I knew it would happen because I'm super stupidly stubborn. But when was always a, a thing. We moved here, you know, been here now five years, have a family here and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And sure, you know, there's immediate things we'd like to do. We'd certainly obviously like to be able to have the chance to buy something would be great. Um, But it was kind of an interesting thing was we were like, here we are and this is where we are and these, you know, these things are happening. And now we've, you know, I've got a one year old and that kind of is now like a parallel line to me as well as, you know, my wife. So we were like, I was like, is there still room for an adventure? Like in our lives, like a real one. We've like, we've got like actual responsibilities now. Is there still room to like start something different? Like, is that still a, thing. And we were like, yeah, yeah, there's, there's still time. And and if anything, that was kind of quite nice, even to just be like, oh, I've done the math. We could, we could do something. We could have, there's still room to take one other, you know, maybe try another risk, you know, like a big one, you know, and, and see if, see if that, oh, that would be cool. And, and Hmm. since I've moved here, I've been very happy with my death. So
2: Tell us about that. I just
0: more. I know exactly how I wanna go. <laughs> I know how I want to go. I know what I want. I know what and it's none of it's unachievable. Yeah,
1: so this is all <laughs> this is all this is all linked, so, so you're seeing I'm gonna be an astronaut and then it goes Apollo thirteen bad. Done. And then then I think it's <laughs> floating in the sky. Can, what we, was can that? we
2: bring this we bring it around to interstellar somewhere? Yeah, no, it's kinda <laughs> exactly. well, yeah. lovely arc. <laughs> but I think I think i think I'm
1: just
0: I'm just comfortable with that. I know I know i I know my ideal the ideal slot i've got it kind of pencil marked if i can get that in cool. time <laughs> if and i treat it like the cold example like i know I, I know what i want i know how i want it let's let's go let's go team right and it's great and i would be i leave everything i want to leave and i'll be happy with where i've left you know everyone in my life perfect uh equation but it's nice to know that there's still room in that plan to go and like you know, they still have a, a bit of adventure. So we were like, oh, maybe you know, maybe we, we could, maybe we go somewhere else for a bit, or like maybe we could, um, you know, see, do, you know, try try something else that's new. You know, maybe we we, you know, like, maybe we 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 like with you, Matt. Like maybe we we take on a place and 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 you know, build something somewhere or whatever. Mm. Like you, you look at like land prices or even, you know as long as you don't want to live in a capital city like house prices can be pretty next level when you don't live in england and <laughs> or scandinavia like and we're like oh we could take on a little place and you know it could be a little little place to retire and you know like property's actually affordable when when you know you don't have to live with or have the internet or whatever so like oh maybe that's mm. a thing like there's could be a little adventure still in there so it's kind of, you know, man finds plan headline. Like but I don't know. That's genuinely what I've been excited about. It's been kind of nice to be like, ah, oh, there's
1: I think it's I think it's it's a motivation to to just know that you can. Yeah. Like there's there's something in that, not feeling stuck and feeling like there's there's possibility. Mm. Uh, it's quite it's quite like an open feeling that you can Yeah, maybe it's a creative thing, just feeling like your mind is open and you're willing to take on uh, different opportunities or ideas and just yeah because I think sometimes you can be in periods of like head down
3: yeah. this
1: is what I'm doing I haven't got time for anything else uh, but yeah I, I I yeah I really relate and I'm I think it's a really healthy thing just to know that mm. if you wanted to or if you decided to that you could pursue that even if you don't but you just know you could
0: yeah it's nice um, uh, uh, I mean yeah I feel like most of the great revelations i have are like you know like if you put toothbrush paste on a toothbrush and you swirl it around your mouth you brush your teeth like it feels <laughs> like they're always kind of just man finds very <laughs> obvious thing
2: it, it sounds like though you've you're you're staying still for the first time in a in maybe ages like because because you sure. i mean i don't know you that well but mm. you know as in you're quite settled you've mm. reached this goal this, this place you wanted to be and you've mm. obviously got a child so you have to maybe stay there a bit longer than mm-hmm. you would have to otherwise and there's like real space in that though there's yeah. like actually space to for other things just to flow in and and so
3: That's you can it look long
2: term because you've got more freedom there's actually like freedom in the security does that mean mm. that sort of sounds a bit well, of a like the
1: stability as well mm.
2: The stability means that there's some freedom I think because I think we often think that they're mutually exclusive if mm. you know what I mean like to settle down means to stop or sure. to be restricted in some way but actually it's really freeing it can be really freeing to kind of like just have like space to take a, take a deep breath and look further outwards because you're not so you're not sort of forced to be looking at what's happening right now because you're not mm. on a bit of a wheel spinning mm. around so you're kind of like ah. Oh. Well, I, think I can see the horizon. I can stare out to the horizon because it's all so calm right now.
0: Well, that's. I um, think for a musician, I think, you know, I think we can all relate. Like mm-hmm. there was always your friends who had nine to five jobs and they can pay all their bills and they got a car and they can afford a toaster. You know,
2: like
0: <laughs> it's like nine ninety nine or from John
1: Lewis. Like, well, matches um, your cow.
0: So like you're like, oh, you know, man, would give me that, give me like weekends off, give me you know, give me that. Uh, you know, we had friends at the time who kind of were living parallel lives concurrently and, and we always were just we'd see them just you know, but then they would be jealous of us, you know seemingly free, you know, and we're like, mm. it is, but with great burden, you know, like it's mm. guilt, it's real guilt, guilt, guilt freedom, you know, whereas, whereas I would take anything to know all my bills are paid and, you know, everything is going to, money's going to be exactly the same every month and you can take up, you can go sick, you can go on holiday, you got money to go on holiday, whereas like it mm. would always appear that we were always on holiday, you know, like... So yeah, it's, 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 um, yeah, I mean, you could argue maybe that's kind of maybe just a, a slowing down, but that's how it felt. Like, I just felt like I had a goal and I was like, right well, get on, get, get over there to be, you know, um, mm. uh, and yeah, so it's kind of nice to just be like, oh, okay, this is, this is, this is where we're at and this is what could happen if we did this. Now we just need to do those things, you know,
2: um, you, I mean, Go on. go on, go on, Matt.
1: You go.
3: No, you you go, sir. Yeah, You're you
2: guest. Okay. Guest I first. was just, I was just gonna say, do you um? Yeah, you were saying that you didn't feel that pressure, the expectation to fulfil that sort of like um, what is it? Some social construct idea of you know the marriage, the kid, the house, sure. the blah blah sure. blah. Is that because Iceland's less like that, or just because by being in a different country you feel a bit freer because you've sort of done this what you could call alternative. Life, uh, like, is in some ways. Do you just feel less constricted, less bound to? I think it's just a slower meet people's expectations.
0: It's a slower. It's it's very slow here, and very because it's just like and but I mean that, honestly that it doesn't apply to here. I think most European countries. Actually, no, that's a lie. But like, certainly, some most, lots of them maybe like ad, countries with the adverse weather Whether that be extreme hot or cold, find a slower natural rhythm because you know it's futile really to push back against it and and that's very much the culture here it's continued on because the, of the the weather um being so unpredictable, of course you might be late, et cetera et cetera um so but I think anywhere I think just it was just a feeling of I think maybe you know if you lived in new york or 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 anywhere like that i, I feel like there, there there was always just that feeling of of kind of the next thing whereas and also like an exclusivity of that thing, like you couldn't whereas here like you know or any or anywhere you know like you could you can kind of live anywhere and it's it's kind of nice there's a nice view because there's nothing else, you know like mm-hmm. so there's not like oh, you know if you wanted to live in Richmond, you'd have to really work hard and do pretty well. And, you know, and even then to get like a really, like to get a nice house with a nice view in nice Richmond, you'd, you'd you, you got to really have, you know, even the opportunity. Yeah, two million. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a handy, a handy few milli. So, but the fact is, is that like, you know, just the, the most basic, I mean, take anywhere you could go to, to say the same about, you know, Spain or, or any, or anywhere, you know, South America. I'm, you know, I'm sure you could live, if you wanted to you just but like, I want to live in the forest and live on the mountains and, you know, eat berries, berries and you know, whatever you can do that. So I think that, that was kind of the, the shift for, 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 for me. It was just like, it felt like, Oh my, the ceiling had come down quite a lot. It was just like, Oh, okay. I could buy a house and just be perfectly happy with that rather than it felt like I needed to maybe, I would be continuously buying and moving and upgrading in England, I don't know why. Maybe that's just how
1: it how it felt to me. No, there's definitely there's definitely a culture of that I think that like Western Western culture. But I also think that you mentioned the weather in cold and hot places. That's reasonably consistent. Mm. Um, mm. But I think I it, the, people are probably way more qualified and knowledgeable on this. Have probably written books about it. Mm. But my gut feeling, talking of gut feelings, is um, because the weather's very unpredictable here. You know, it could be raining and then it could be sunny. You kind of have to make the most of it. Then. Mm. So we don't sit still as much. We're like, oh, Sonny, quick, get out, Stop, drop yeah. everything. Sure. So I think we're like, that all
2: the time. Mm. Yeah. I think it really informs our personality in this country. Um, like, you know, collective overall. But you carry on because, yes. No, no, no I was gonna, I'm done. I'm really bad at Zoom. I get too yes. excited and I interrupt and it doesn't work well online. I know there's
1: that audio, that audio little thing <laughs> that glances over it. I was going to ask you, though, a very vague question, Sarah, if you're, if you're open to it. Mm-hmm. Um, just about we're talking about like where we're at in our lives very conceptually and uh, Hmm. what what kind of what kind of phase are you in like are you in a are you creative are you making stuff are you what what are you
2: okay
1: where are you at and just for anyone listening or watching I've only just met you today so maybe I'll learn a little bit about you
2: where am I at that's a really hard question funnily enough I don't know I'm feeling quite settled um I guess I've just moved somewhere that I plan to be for a while. Um but there's always, I guess, yeah. Um that's always up up for where am I at? I don't know. So I was creativity for me is such a weird cycle, and I kind of um I almost have to kind of fool myself into thinking I into taking pressure off myself like I have to I have to play mind games on myself in order to get creative again until I'm bored and there's literally no um pressure for me to make anything I don't feel like doing it I'm obviously just eternally a stroppy child or something that (laughs) would surprise me but um yeah I go through real periods of like just not wanting to be creative but then I say that and then I'll just take some photos instead you know even if it's on my iPhone I'll suddenly get into taking a photo for the sake of a beautiful photo not for a selfie or whatever and Mm. um and suddenly I'm back into photography and I'm getting my proper camera out and I'm like oh I love this and then you know I've been decorate in a room in my house and i got really into nice. it and I love now I want to be an interior designer again. I used to want to be an interior designer when I was 10 or 11. Or I said that cuz pop star got lots of laughs, like <laughs> sniggers from adults. It was like, fine, I'll make up something sensible. Um so I guess I'm always quite creative. I'm um, it's taken me many years to actually think, "Oh, I'm quite a creative person." Cuz <laughs> cuz I'm also quite um Plan orientated and quite, you know, did my schoolwork and all that sort of stuff. I wasn't particularly rebellious. Mm-hmm. So I always thought of songwriting and achieving achieving stuff with music as like just doing what I was meant to do in a way, you know, like this is this is these are the steps, and I was just carrying them out. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um and then getting quite frustrated at myself for having too many mental tabs open, computer tabs open, not doing things very methodically or being able to do it methodically for a week and then just suddenly not being able to do it methodically again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm always in some kind of weird stage of, of the creative process. Um, I'm just starting to feel like I want to make some more music or at nice. least write, write some, um, excuse me. um, having released an album in July mm-hmm. last year, um, yeah. I mean, I even did a whole U-turn on potentially not doing anything for a year, stepping okay. back entirely, mm-hmm. mainly because I find social media quite a drain and really distracting and, bit, you know, not particularly satisfying mentally either, like just in terms of either having too much stimulation or just comparison, which, you know, mm-hmm. spending spent years trying not to do that, but it's hard. Yeah. Um, And then I was listening to someone because I filled my algorithms with, um, (laughs) inspirational memes and, (laughs) um, like pop psychology, or not even pop psychology, like literally psychology stuff. Um, and a lot of cats playing with dogs (laughs) or cuddling, cuddling chickens, you know, cats and chickens hanging out, stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I was listening to some, some sort of guru, not, not even a guru, like, you know, like a business coach talking about, um. Talking about something and um, just about, just perspective, really. Like I just need to change my attitude sometimes in order to be able to approach things in a new way. And again, I think I play mind games on myself in order to shift my perspective. Like this time I'm going to do it this way, this time I'm going to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Just to find a route in that's fulfilling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm also really feeling like creativity for the sake of creativity is where I want to go. Okay. But but even when I get into interested in anything, I, I will straight away try and make it into to a business, you know, like, sure. oh, man, I could be a self-employed, this, like, you know, literally just painted my bathroom a nice colour and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be an interior designer now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, but you know, it crossed my mind. Um, it's,
1: it's probably easier than an astronaut, in fairness. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. That's and great. it's not because I think I'm really good at it. It's mm-hmm. just like, I really love doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when I'm trying to figure out when I'm, cause state of flow is quite important to me and I find it quite hard to, to get into one, to be mm-hmm. honest, but I get into one the most when I'm really either doing graphic design or like editing a photograph. Okay. So yeah. in photo, the, the application Photoshop really, uh, Inspires. <laughs> my state of flow. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Adobe. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> but I don't do that as a job and I make bad posters for my music or you know, very below par posters. I should definitely pay someone good to do them. Uh but I love it when I really find it fun. So come so, yeah. oh, on. It was a long winded answer. Oh that's nice. We are the chiefs <laughs>
0: of long winded answers. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Long story long.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <know.
1: laughs> is it do you think all that stuff though is is I often wonder about the because music isn't visual. Mm. Uh, I mean mm. some people have that. Mm. Uh, but I f- I feel inherently more visual and then more drawn to stuff that I can see mm. and imagine in front of me whether it's painting a bathroom or photoshopping or whatever. Mm. And yeah, I in I'm in a full flow of that and listening to stuff is kind of secondary. And I I, I sometimes mm. I'm trying to grapple with how to switch or if it even applies or if does it matter or do, do you know what I mean is or should I just you know you just go with go with it and see how you feel and let it work itself out
2: switch between listening and playing or, or looking and listening or
1: looking or... looking and listening yeah because I'm not you know uh like you're saying you're just doing stuff that's very visually creative mm. and I just wondered how, how that fits into your into like making music or if it does at all or maybe it just it it somewhere in the background you're building up kind of uh audio credits ready to use them on your music making soon (laughs) do you know what I mean
2: yeah I mean maybe maybe the visual stuff gets me in a state of flow more because there is no pressure again you know if I make a decent poster I'm just pleased that I pulled it off because I don't expect me to do that like I've got no expectations on myself that I'm good at it
3: Mm.
2: and even when I do something that's half good I you know that's just um, a nice byproduct of having a go at it. Um, So I think it's probably, and again, this is where the mind games come in, is that um, there's just always pressure to write a decent song uh, that I put on myself and to spend a whole day trying to write something and to have gotten two half things that by by the next day I think are rubbish. Mm. um, Just feels like such a wasted day and I love to be able to tick a book this is why I never thought I was creative, I think, because I loved a to do list. And if I could just tick something off it, I, w- I would like that. So, you know, I'd rather wash up. I would say that it's so boring, but I always say I'd rather wash up sometimes because <laughs> at least you did something. Yeah, 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 <laughs> at least yeah, it's yeah. now tidy in there. Mm. Whereas when you wrote two bad songs, you did nothing essentially. But I know, and I've said it millions of times over the years in interviews and stuff, like, I know you're just getting it out of the way. You're getting the, you, you got to clear. No one writes, no one has a clean slate, right? No mm. one writes all good songs. And even if they release all of them, they're probably a little bit deluded as to how good they are. So like, no offense if, if you release everything,
3: maybe they're, maybe they're
2: amazing and maybe that's everyone should just see the process. But I know that I'm, I know that it's achieving something to get the bad ideas out of the way or mm-hmm. to make mistakes or whatever, but I find it really hard to sit with. I think I've had productivity drummed into me by society mm-hmm family myself so it's really hard to let that go enough to be creative sometimes it's
0: a hard like metric uh, again you know talking about and, and I, again I think kind of uh, uh again uh, what popped into my head when we were talking about uh quantum mechanics and, and certainly <laughs> with yourself uh, uh, um like it like do you find do you find that you know you're saying, you know, obviously with music, there's an expectation and some kind of inbox of delivery sat there, being that you're an established artist and, you know, there's a label waiting for uh, for music and whatever. And there's also like a sense of presentation, you know, you, you work on these things and then you're going to go and present them. But I thought what was cool, Earlier when you were talking, it was so lovely to see is like your excitement about something in a, like for me, I I go around and I collect pseudo narratives and it could be anything. But like, if it gets me and kind of bringing it to like a visual, like we were talking about there. I find like an image will pop into my head and that will push me. That will be something I want to make real. But I don't have the visual uh, uh, skills. I want to make the music for that. And there's like a narrative to it and I can very much see the narrative and that's how that works for me. And I don't know, I was going to ask for, for... looking at you talking about it and like seeing that the lines that you're making that to me felt like how I would feel and, and like, Oh, I'm making a connection between this. And what if we were just this? And, and like, if, you know, uh, I remember talking, um, my friend Aiden about atoms and that like the whole idea that like, you know, you can zoom out of something and it looks, you know, like something completely human or you can zoom into something completely human. And, you know, you zoom into a leaf and it can look like, you know, uh, uh, um, yeah, exactly. Right. Mm. And, and the way that it, and, and that kind of mirrorism and synchronicity between that and how like some atoms, you know, repel and some, uh, uh, um, attract and et cetera, et cetera. And we were like, well, what if humans were like that? And that's, you know, like, you know, again, like this idea that you don't know why you feel something about something, but you do. And you just, you know, instinctually attract to, to someone or you, you, instinctually repel uh, um, from something. And so listening to what you were saying that I, I was like, ah, oh, that, that feels like you are doing that. And, and to kind of move towards maybe like you were saying, is that a perspective you're chasing then? If that makes like, is that, is that where that will lead this, this feeling, this excitement, or is it kind of just, that's like a, it sounds like you're also trying to segment some of your interests and, and, do they bleed into one another or do you keep everything in its on its shelf
2: you know Mm. I don't know I I guess I in a way I have to shift between like photography and music for example Mm. because it's just quite a different you know getting up on the day and picking up a different tool Mm -hmm. can't really write a song while I'm taking a photograph but it doesn't mean that (laughs) the photographs are not going to inspire the lyrics maybe. Mm. And also, but yeah, chasing a perspective is a really interesting way to put it. I love that. Um, I think that I, the sort of creativity for the sake of creativity is maybe another way into it. I don't know. I'm sort of being, yeah, like, I think the ultimate-
0: What what does that mean? Yeah, it's really As in, because I think that's genuinely interesting. Oh, but then I get all
2: a bit spiritual, I suppose. No, no,
0: no. I think this is, because this is what I think is cool. Like, you've said it a couple of times and it's, that's clearly like your, like sometimes I think some things are like a ticket to somewhere and you, maybe you will see a picture or a phrase and that gets you to the thing, like a sentence that gets you towards being able to do an accent. You know, it's like the similar kind of, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, um, That's a good sim, You know, like it, it kind of like mm. it's like an in. You know, it's like mm. when you make a crappy voice note at four in the morning. You've got a cool idea or something, and you listen to it in the morning, and you're like, I can vaguely hear what I was doing. But that <laughs> gets you back to that point in, and that maybe that feeling is that. What well, that okay. is that? What well, this new is this the new new sarah the
2: Creative. <laughs> well, it's for me. It's like so. So there's a lot of thinking so the philosophy behind it and it all sort of fits in a little bit with talking about the universe and talking about atoms and blah blah, blah is that um so the idea philosophically i know people can hate the, the the term the universe but it is that everything creates like everything's expanding everything um is constantly produced. i hate the word producing it's the idea that it's a, it might be a human need to create and it might be what is creating or um contributing to mental health challenges or like bad mental health poor mental health is that we're not maybe not creating because you know when i say talk about i'm a, i'm creative everybody's creative mm. and lots of things are creative like um coming up with an idea for your in in work which mm. doesn't involve anything to do with um visual or, or audible mm-hmm. art um is creative like having a business being an entrepreneur is creative coming mm-hmm. up with a mm-hmm. product to sell is creative mm-hmm. and then coming up with a way to sell it to market it to people is creative mm-hmm. like you've created you didn't have a, a, anything there and then you created something whether it's a two lines of a plan or whatever so um and we're really hung up on metrics these days aren't we it's mm-hmm. like Everyone can be an entrepreneur, which is amazing that, you know, it's democ, um, what's the word?
1: Democratized.
2: Democratized is that word. Yeah. 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 So like, you know, even as far back as me being a teenager to get successful as a, as a creative was just, you had to be plucked from obscurity by somebody in power, Mm -hmm. probably a white man in an office Mm -hmm. in London had to make you famous. Mm -hmm. Um, these days you can be successful in, as a nail technician, as a singer songwriter, as a chef, Mm -hmm even without having done any uh, formal training Mm -hmm. and without anyone who's apparently more knowledgeable, you know, picking you to be successful. And that's amazing. But what it means is we're really hung up on success as being well-known or making tons of money from the thing that you do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, do what you love is a great phrase, but if if that means you are only doing what you love, if you can afford to buy a house with that thing, then that's just kills quite a lot of the joy out of it. And you might stop doing it Mm. because you think you have to go back and do the, you know, like it's really binary, the idea that if you can't do what you love, you have to do something for money and then maybe have a hobby. Mm. You can do both and you can, uh, but the pressure to be successful in either like metrics or um, finances, which is Mm. also metric, I guess, but is like i just think it kills the idea that it might be human need like eating breathing mm-hmm. so maslow's hierarchy of needs like self actualization mm-hmm. might be that you have to make something all the time and it doesn't have to be famous it doesn't have to be known um but it's really hard you know we're really conditioned aren't we really heavily conditioned by culture and society And that's why I was interested if Iceland's just different. I think it probably is. And I really always think what you said, Matt, about the weather informing how we are because, you know, we need to be productive in the UK because sometimes I think, because we haven't really got much time to relax. It probably won't be sunny tomorrow. So we may as well just (laughs) do something. We may as well do it indoors. (laughs) Um, And, you know, planning to just walk slowly and enjoy the view is great, but if it's cold and it might be raining, like it makes that more difficult. And I'm going, I'm coming at this from like a billion different tangents. No, it's great. This is good.
1: This is good. It's
2: something about being still, relaxing, um, settling, intuition, Mm. (laughs) doing something because you're drawn to do it, not doing it, not doing it to prove something, not doing it to validate yourself Mm. that I want to find Um, and in a way doing this U-turn where I was like, I need to leave that go because it's painful Mm -hmm. because it was a bit painful, to be honest, music and measuring. And, you know, even my 10 year old niece probably looks at my Instagram now and knows that I'm not famous because she's 11 now and she probably knows, you know, what it, what it takes Mm -hmm. to be, to mean, you know, the difference between the metrics, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know how that feels and, oh, people say, I'm still trying to make it. I mean, make what? Mm. You know, make the music, don't make it. Mm. And um so I'm trying to find that shift in myself where um obviously love what I do. I, I never wrote songs, you know, with a sort of how do I how do I appeal to the most people. I did not do that. Mm. Um and it's fine if people do, because mm. there's lots of different yeah, ways yeah. in and, and reasons mm. to do something. And there's in it, songwriting can be a craft more than a than a sort of spontaneous passion or art mm. and a craft is a really beautiful thing too um but yeah so creativity sake so of creativity is something I'm trying to find and also obviously we need money so
1: <laughs> yeah that's the other that's always the last asterisk <laughs> where we find that, that? that yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah and can yeah. I do
2: something else I love for money sure can I do mm-hmm. a bit of this for money can I do a bit of that for money and can I um yeah reach that sweet spot where I've got enough and I enjoy my days nice. and I also enjoy doing nothing and don't feel guilty about that either
0: Absolutely. Well, nice. we we we've, yeah. we've definitely spoken about it on here multiple times of of like a like a new normal that mm. seems to be kind of coming into consciousness a, a, a bit more fully formed with musicians and certainly any of our old peers or anyone like that and people we're speaking to, but even people you know, kind of seemingly in you know, or yeah, seemingly in better positions, you know, seem to all be coming to the same conclusion that it's just like this, this can't be everything. And we kind of need to, until it can be, we need to kind of maybe readdress the balance and, and some of that pressure to be, you know, on private jets and whatever. And, and feeling that you need that, that, you need to be at that point and also like kind of just readdressing the amount of sort of tax that takes off you Mm. off of yourself, the pressure, the hours, because it's like unmetriced work, you know, how long to write your best song, uh, how much, you know, how much time do you put in? I used to always joke that I was the hardest working, least successful person. (laughs) Uh, uh, to my father-in-law is that I was like, I bet I, I bet I work way longer and harder than you do but just for less <laughs> like and that's that's kind of you know that that how do you measure that and the 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 toll that that it takes and and again with music is like the ultimate when I would say most creative um outputs are the ultimate self-employed life you, when you know work never finishes you know you, you could always be doing something and in England you you better be you know that and again it's kind of double d- doubled up in that sense
1: that you you, you wish Well, you a lot could. of the time you have to be as well you know, yeah for for the you know financial reasons you say yeah but the, the I still think there's this uh, we talked a lot about measuring stuff but uh a lot of it comes back to you're saying about creativity not being measurable or writing a song you can't really measure how long it's going to take or blah Mm -hmm. if it's good if it's not um a lot of it i i always feel comes down to and i'm gonna use the word happiness but i don't think it is that i think it's fulfillment right so how do you feel mostly okay about your life Mm -hmm. and in yourself and everyone as a human need is searching for that and uh i was trying to remember this lyric there's a Andrew, you might know it. I think it's from the song "Fairweather Friends" from Queens of Stone Age, like Clockwork. Mm-hmm. But there's there's something about uh, filling a hole with something, uh, and it'll come to know. me in a bit. Anyway, um, yeah, the definition of success is only really your yours, I guess. Mm-hmm. And with, mm-hmm. and I guess you define that by trying to ascertain what will make you feel fulfilled, and therefore, when you wake up in the morning, you feel good and. And I'm not saying you have to be smiling all the time and going, everything's great. Look at my jet. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I think it goes through all, all, all um, uh, industries and all professions and all this stuff. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna hit up loads of things here. So just bear with. Mm. I also thought I have a. Uh, the idea of kind of specializing and doing one thing solely as a job, um, and then that you go do that one thing and I'll give you this much money and that's life.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I I I'm not built that way. And in my mind you go, Well if I earn a hundred pounds from these ten things, then I have a thousand pounds and then my life's full of variation and I can survive. You know, that and that's mm-hmm. that feels Great, maybe tens of it many, and maybe it'd be more money, maybe less. I don't know, but you know what I mean. The principle of variation, and also we mentioned work, and you say you're saying working harder and all this stuff. And I think I th- I'm sure I mentioned this last week, Andrew, but when I was talking about my, my grandma, who she got was a very hard working person, mm-hmm. and work wasn't always for money, it was just it's work. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the last few years, she became sad that she was less able to do the work. And the work was in my mind was creative. She's a very uh like outside person. She she grow vegetables into her nineties. Mm-hmm. She always go to the greenhouse and water her stuff and keep the garden nice mm-hmm. and keep her house nice. And it was all that's just part of the work and no one's paying her for it, but it's it's the it's the motivation, the drive to get up in the morning and um live her life. Um so yeah I don't think that everything, <laughs> that's so many things, sorry. But yeah, you covered okay. a lot of ground. And um, I'm just going to stop speaking now and let's see what sticks.
2: No, I, I love what you're saying. I think it, it um, sort of uh, reminds me of the idea of pleasure on purpose, with purpose mm. being what your grandmother was really, like really wanted. And it, that can sort of disappear a little bit when you're not able to do 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 keep the house nice or cook or whatever and clean and um I don't know maybe I've gone off another tangent but yeah p- finding a purpose but I think it's like about like you said about contentment rather than happiness or, or fulfillment and fulfillment and variety is huge um there's this podcast that I'm obsessed with um I have so many interesting people on it, and a different podcast, not just this one. Obviously. Um, that I also love, but um, I think it was a neuroscientist or, a psych- or someone who's both a psychologist and neuroscientist saying how variety is a really actually important factor in in um, happiness. Well, yeah, the happy- happiness is kind of the wrong word, and I think it was fulfillment. It was variety, purpose. And something else, can't remember. I should probably remember. But, um, yeah, I think those it feels are like really maybe happiness, things.
0: Happiness is maybe a resultment of, or a result of fulfilment. I it. think it's a fleeting mm-hmm.
2: thing as well. And I think mm-hmm. for, it's fulfilling to feel other things. I think we're more sure. fulfilled when we've experienced. I think experience is, is what it's about. And, uh, yeah, there's obviously some negative, neg- negative experiences I wouldn't wish on anyone and I wouldn't have wanted to have had myself and I have had or... Mm-hmm. Um, but they still help you to grow and, you know, even if you just get empathy from it or you get um, a sense of being able to stand with someone else because of it, then I think it's a positive thing. It's, a, it's about growth. Expansion. Definitely.
1: And, you know, and and bringing it back to, I guess, like writing music, that the, you know, the variety of experience um that you have, I guess feeds into like, it gets captured in like little different songs, you know, some are sad, some are upbeat, some are, you know, that if, if you felt the same thing all the time, you might quickly run out of the same song. Do you know what I mean? You'd be trying to repeat it all over again. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Is, is that, do you see, uh, do you see your kind of
0: writing as like, again, it's, I'm going to be so interested as to even having this conversation and, you know, being a fan, I'm so interested to hear the result of creativity for creativity's sake. And to see, to see like, does that change? Is, is that change in outlook? Like, is it, and like you're saying, it seemingly kind of like a forced uh, uh, perspective in, in that, like you want to, you want to be creative for creative sake, if that makes sense, rather well, than you are. Is that, am I correct in, in that?
2: Yeah. Is I mean, I don't even know if it'll change the output. I think okay. I'm just wondering if it'll change how, how the process is for me or how I, how frequently I'm able to come to it mm. with, mm. uh, willfully like happily (laughs) sort of um you know joyfully go into the day knowing I'm going to create rather than feeling this sort of a little bit conflicted around that Mm -hmm. like I'll just I'll just do the things I can achieve you know I can tick off for this first and then I'll get to the thing that's um
1: how's that how's that gone for you in the past when you've because obviously you have made music you've 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 completed it before so like what's that (laughs) did <laughs> did you notice like do you notice like patterns in that way or do do you repeat go through the same process to get there?
2: Um, yeah, there's a bit around fooling myself that I'm not going to do it, and then suddenly wanting to do it. But um, it's usually a mixture of sitting down. It's like everyone says, sitting down, putting the effort in. Because the helpful thing is that that stepping into the phase of now, I'm going to start the next project. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's suddenly like this is my job for the next few months. Rather than it's if it's constantly your job, then you're like, where where does that fit in my calendar? Like where do I? Sure. So, so for me, it's more like this chunk is this that doesn't necessarily produce the best spontaneous songs, but it it gets sort of a bulk of them that is a bit of effort. Um. But yeah, the other songs do seem to come out of thin air like the scent from, <laughs> you're like channeling them again, it gets a bit woo woo, but um, yeah. So I, I do not know how it will be. I think it, honestly, I do think it's just a feeling and a, an approach for me. I don't know if the output will be different. I mean, my music tends to be, each album tends to be quite different anyway. And mm-hmm. it's a result of circumstance, other people's input, my input, uh, like, you know, where you just end up going to record something, mm-hmm. which is, Lots of variable, lots of factors go into
1: that decision, and so who knows, really. Um, I I don't know why. I don't know why this is relevant, but for some reason, I have been fascinated by the concept of going for a walk recently. And uh, you know, when people say if you're struggling to find clarity, or you know, just mm -hmm. go for a walk, Mm -hmm. and I've always just imagined you going for a walk to exercise your body to stimulate your mind. Mm -hmm. But the other day, I went for a walk and uh i heard some bird song that was like and then i started like imagining a song idea mm. and then i saw this cool logo on a van mm. and i was like wow that's cool took a photo and like there's all this like external stimulus and then i had a conversation with someone who that i wasn't planning to have mm. um but the result was still that i felt better and more inspired to kind of continue mm. but uh yeah it just struck me that it wasn't exactly as linear as i <laughs> Imagined why people tell you to do it.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah, have you have you heard of? Um, you probably have. Everyone has. What are those cards by um, Oblique Strategies? Yeah, no. I love those ideas. Oh, so oh, have you not? I'll get oh, to explain it. Amazing. Sarah, so they're in. kind of like a deck of cards, um, and you. I've never bought them. I think I should. I've spoken there's, about them so many times. They're online. You, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, oh, you can a, literally a just yeah, yeah, yeah. shuffle digitally. Yeah. Amazing. Um, they they say things like go for a walk. They say things like get on the next bus that will, that goes past you.
3: Wow. Um,
2: swap instruments. So you know, obviously that works if you're in a room with other people. So suddenly I'm playing the drums. Um, what are the other things like only use the note G. I'm making these up. They're kind of based yeah, on this, the idea, things like that, though, isn't it? Like only yeah, use like the, the thing the, you the like notes. the most.
0: Get rid of it. it. Yeah. The idea that it's meant to like stimulate you in the studio and kind of if you you know get you out of that rut you know out of mm-hmm. that loop you know which which you know we've all found ourselves in where whether it's you can't unhear you've got a melody but you're not happy with it but you can't unhear it or you you know you don't know where to go with it or you know whatever for whatever reason the idea is to kind of sort of sever that and, and get you to to pursue something else but yeah they are online there's, there's like an online very cool. uh, version but they do exist as it's like actual like a deck of cards
2: Words.
0: so it's like or, or you'd see them like it's always not a joke but you'd see them sometimes in a studio or whatever I don't know how seriously you yeah. <laughs> followed them but the idea is it's still things we employ I think uh, uh, going back to what you were saying Sarah so do you try and schedule that time then is that or is that kind of the, what the was it the uh, best laid plans of mice and men like is it mm. kind of you 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 schedule a writing time and then some accidents happen and some like you say you get those some songs that are kind of just sent from sent from the abyss but it it is that like it's interesting it sounds like a a desire to compartmentalize things, but it sounds like there's also a lot of bleed between like you know your yeah. photography and 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 just your general passions so so like how do you kind of um is this creativity for creativity's sake? Kind of meant to be like—is it like a new regime? Is that kind of how, <laughs> like, you you you're trying to kind of it's
2: approach? It's just this? an ethos, I think. Okay. It's it's just um, perspective. Um, I think it's more of a phase and a schedule. It's more like, okay, now I'm, now I'm going to start writing a new album, or now I'm going to start. Like, I go have a plan for a cover for example and I know I know what song it is and I basically need to get a table delivered before I can start making (laughs) music this is the most tech this is the most technical (laughs) I've been in months and I've just got a mic on in two treatments um so I've got that as a plan and a bit of a schedule for someone I'm going to collaborate with oh god I've cooked this up now I don't worry about it you sound great balance um the other thing's more like I just I'm in this phase you know it's like oh I'm still gonna go uh you know taking another job musically if someone asks me to go into this vocal or this thing I'm gonna do it um it's not that strict um in the past I have incorporated maybe a writing retreat my own personal little writing getaway in that I go to an Airbnb for a few days um longer if I can afford it if it's like a friend's house or whatever um so it's just a bit, it's just when everything starts to be more focused with that. It's basically like the goal appears, you know, and before sure. that I was like, there's no goal. Mm-hmm. There might never be another album. I think this is quite common. Mm-hmm. Tom York talks about it a lot as well. Just kind of me and Tom York, you know, <laughs> <reason. But> like, <laughs> of just, the, you know, this, I'm never doing that again. Mm-hmm. Until you miss it enough that you've got to do it again. Okay.
0: <laughs> so is it very, <laughs> like, do you act on oh, the feeling?
2: I woke up with a tune in my head and okay. I... You know, I don't know if you've ever been under the covers at 3 a.m. that little melody, <laughs> yes. yeah. and that for me only happens once I've decided I don't need to write a song ever again.
3: Okay. It's pathetic,
2: um. really. That it has to be that, um, and I also write some of my best songs between Christmas and New Year if I'm alone, if I, okay. you know, if I manage to get some time mm. in a house because that is no man's land. No mm. one is uh, meant to be working. I mean, you know, obviously, yeah, culturally, yeah. it depends whether you're celebrating Christmas and stuff, but like generally, mm. for us Brits, it's like um, generally, obviously, is is a bit like this. You know, you're probably off workish. A lot of people mm-hmm. are. If you are, you definitely don't have to do much. Mm-hmm. The weather's crap usually. And for me, that's just my idea of writing time. Mm. Obviously, I can't do that now because it's gone and I didn't write
1: then. But. I was just going to say that it felt like that. what we were saying before about uh, you being in Iceland, Drew, mm. and it being a quieter life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know a lot of people have said it about COVID and everything, all the noise kind of slowing down. And I, again, I'm not the first person to say it, but in that silence, kind of creativity blossoms a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, and maybe everyone's, I don't know, I feel like I'm searching for that always. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's, you know, Googling these abandoned houses in Iceland or mm-hmm. Vietnam or something, trying mm-hmm. to find somewhere quiet to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you relate to that.
2: Yeah, massively. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you fair. always want to go to somewhere in the middle of nowhere and find the space to create. Mm. It's weird, it's weird the need to it's like you need the stimulation but then you need the stimulation to stop and just then there'd be a bit of I need a bit of silence after that I suppose Mm -hmm. I think my my sort of ideal songwriting anyway maybe not recording but my ideal songwriting circumstances and conditions Mm -hmm. are to have an entire day it's a bit lonely but like an entire day where no plans no Mm -hmm. one's coming back from work at a certain time Mm -hmm. no one's no one's going to ask me to do anything. I've got no, literally nothing on my to-do list. Mm. And then sometimes when I've done these writing retreats, I've even just bought a bunch of microwave meals, super healthy, mm. but like just to not even have to take myself away mm. for for anything else, which probably is a bit too much time then. So mm. it's finding that balance, isn't it? Finding the fine balance. But I just really love, because it takes the pressure off again. It's like, there's no, you're not looking at the clock and Time's not ticking quite as much Because you can just work until mm. 10, 11 Whenever you get tired Obviously you can work until 4 in the morning if you want But I get tired <laughs> You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. I need that expanse mm-hmm. And so maybe that's the same thing with the house in the middle of nowhere Like You need sort of the feeling of expanse mm-hmm. um, Time-wise, space- spatially, everything
0: I think definitely there's that fighting of guilt as well Like like you were saying at mm-hmm. a every- really relate to that in in that you know obviously transitioning from being a band into kind of working uh, you know it's like okay you could be working in this time that you're writing and technically your writing is your working but like there's still something inside me that someone's tapping the watch and and you know they're like oh you spent 2 days on this um particular sound <laughs> you know like uh, yeah.
2: you can never add it up though can you you can never say oh, that bit of work there equaled i don't know 700 pounds mm.
3: yeah you know that day sure, sure. made that
2: much money yeah. who knows yeah. yeah you know if you try hard enough for enough months maybe you'll make you know quite a few thousand pounds in mm. the future from your it album might, yeah. av-
1: it might average out you know that's mm. yeah, something kind of that made, yeah that made sense
2: yeah
0: so and again, kind of, uh, kind of touched on it briefly. So, I say I, I'm really enjoying your approach and like kind of hearing you explain, you know, your process and like kind of where you are and like what's where you're trying to aim for. Like, I, I find that really, um, I, 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 I I really enjoy that. You know, I think, and and that's I think what we like about musicians like being a other musicians same reason we watch youtube videos of people we like or whatever you want to kind of understand their their processes and for me the process is like the most interesting part i think like it's it's so it's more telling than the songs are to some degree you know like and and an i think it kind of really gives like an insight i think like again uh um from the f- few conversations well we, we spoke quite a lot but the conversations that we had um uh when, uh so bride was on on tour with us for a little bit uh, and just stole the show I have to I really do have to say like um that I I think I still have the phone recording somewhere if I can find it of of us all backstage in um that church in Bristol I think it was and just that venue is made for you uh, 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 like just every single person backstage, we had the door wide open and everyone was just silent listening to you play. Like it was such a cool moment. Like you, you and that Burns guitar. I've, I've yet to hear the, the, you as know, a full band actually. Uh, but I don't, I, I, they have the, their tools cut out for them because I, every time, just with everyone was just like, that's actual magic. Like, I think, like I say, everyone would, would took little recordings. I'll see if I can find them. But Mm. I think like, so then, you know, uh, being, being kind of where you're at and where you're at in your career and everything like that, it was really interesting hearing that you also do like a a fair amount of writing, you know, for, for others and, um, uh, uh, and being, um, you know, that's, I've advised a lot of people, but I wouldn't, I've not written anything really particularly for other people yet. How does it, does that change? Do you have a different feeling towards that or a different perspective towards that? Do you have to kind of, um, you know, in the same, it sounds like, you know, when you're writing something, you're kind of building up towards what you would like or, or kind of seemingly maybe even holding back the flow, if that makes sense. And then kind of deciding to let that out. When you're approaching writing with someone else, you know, are you much more removed, or is it still kind of your darling? How 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 do you feel about it? How do you approach it?
2: I think it's um that's a really interesting question. I think it's I'm definitely more removed. It, it, I think it probably is where it becomes the craft for mm. a moment, and then you start you come at it as a craft. Mm. I do when I'm writing for someone else, and then as I get into it, then comes through my, probably my sort of, um, I don't know if this is the right way to put it, but yeah, my sort of more artistic tendencies or my, or more my just conscious, or my sort of instincts. Um, it's definitely a different, a different discipline because mm-hmm. it is a dis- I think it's a discipline, whereas songwriting can be f- for yourself on your own, can be a discipline or it can be a, bit of a spontaneous just sort of cathartic process whereas you know writing for someone else or with someone else um if I'm not going to sing it it's it's not quite the same I wouldn't write the words in the same way you know there needs to be some sort of discussion about what they mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um if that someone else is going to sing them
3: mm-hmm.
2: but often when I've co-written I think the artist I think that usually the singer will write more of the lyrics because that's the you know sort of agreed that they're going to have to express that Mm -hmm. in some way and they're going to do that better if they understand what they're talking about and they are you know um, invested in what they're thinking about so yeah it's quite different but um, it has some similarities I think so I've done as well as co-writing for other people's projects Mm -hmm. I've also done top lining and um, melody lyric and melody writing for dance tracks Mm. And so in that sense, like I'm going to sing it, but the approach needs to be a little. This sort is sort of slightly more. It's got to be in their way of thinking. Like they also need to know what it's about, I and mean, maybe sure. maybe can't be quite so introspective and quite okay. so esoteric. So like mm-hmm. yeah, because it's just not that sort of thing, and um, and the, the audience isn't isn't necessarily my audience mm-hmm. either. I'm sort of. Borrowing other people's audiences sure. for a little while is really nice. I guess they've become my audience. I haven't done lots of dance music for a while, but, um, you know, I'm thinking of going back to doing some more of it because I love the idea of being able to reach different people with different ideas and concepts through music. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, is, it, is, it, is it also, I imagine it's quite fun in that there's maybe less pressure?
2: Yeah. Again, it's, yeah, it's really free and it's a bit like supporting someone on tour, which I absolutely love. And I loved that tour with you guys. Thanks. Uh, thanks for Not kind all. words. But I, you know, I love it for both reasons. It's just so, such little pressure. There's mm-hmm. no expectation and you do get to surprise people when some people over
3: mm-hmm.
2: or some people to death, I'm sure while they're just waiting for the band, <laughs> they love to come on stage, but um, it's both, isn't it? And it's, I love that. It's a nice challenge. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, so yeah, it's the same thing with the writing other people's stuff. It's funny because when I'm writing a top line, for example, occasion the biggest tracks I've done in EDM have been when I've written it mm-hmm. almost like a little acoustic demo and then they've taken it on and produced it into the dance track that it becomes most of the top, th- the sort of top three. Mm-hmm. Um but when someone sends me a track to write on like an instrumental bed. Mm-hmm there's this weird state of flow that comes in then where I can't, if I sh- I try not to listen to it, it's probably similar to when you didn't want me to tell you what my big idea was so that you can <laughs> respond spontaneously and mm-hmm. in the moment and like authentically, mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't want to five minutes later be like, Oh no way, that's your idea. <laughs> and the same thing with the song where I want, I also need to be recording it. Cause if I come up with a, if I listen to it when I'm going to the shop, cause mm-hmm. they just sent me it on Dropbox and I'm like, oh, I'll just have a listen while well, like, I finish my shopping you know what if I get a good idea and then (laughs) where am I going to record it and then um and it might go Mm. and so it's very it's quite spontaneous and also sometimes I play it and I'm like no no nothing I got nothing (laughs) (laughs) these chords do not inspire me whatsoever sometimes they do not have any chords in the songs that's quite tricky yeah yeah. there's like a different approach to being a dance producer and a songwriter and sometimes there's only one chord and that's Mm. Mm-hmm. is tricky but you know if you go back to oblique, ast- oblique strategies that's a challenge in itself and I like to mm-hmm. think that if I was any good at what I did I could still create something and also my tune my melody would probably be quite different to the normal melody mm-hmm. I would write when I was giving myself an easy easy way out with all this nice harmony that sort of does the work for you mm-hmm. so so many different approaches and I'm probably better at some than others and I think probably my ethos around creativity cre- for creativity's sake is because I've noticed in myself, and this is, again, just personal choice, you know, there's room for everyone's approach and for everyone's intentions and required results um, and different um, ideas of success. But for me, whenever I, like, I was thinking of getting a job in photography, like, because I'm half okay at using the camera. I've had done a professional course and I use a professional camera and then when I see the jobs that come through, that I probably wouldn't get um given anyway. But even if I could, I it's just I'm like, oh no, that's not how I want to do it. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I'm sure there's lots of people that don't wake up, you know, they don't get a camera and decide they're gonna be a real estate photographer. Mm, that's sure. their absolute passion. Like they probably they could love it, but I doubt it's their number one thing. Um but you know, for me, it's like, oh no, there isn't, I just can't even see. point in me doing that at all Mm. so um and i think i did this talk on songwriting at um is it lcm london it's a college of um acm no it's like lccm london college of contemporary music i think it might be okay and it was really focused the the audience members were learning to be songwriters Mm -hmm. and i think i annoyed the hell out of them (laughs) <laughs> because I couldn't come at it from any other way as an, than an artist when mm. I was trying to I, I think I just didn't do the switch in my head that I was trying to talk about just being a songwriter mm. um, and not being a, someone who just yeah. like goes with the flow and lets out their ideas I think when I'm at my happiest is when I'm just letting it come and so that's why it can be quite frustrating because I don't feel that inspired by sitting down with a schedule to do it i do yeah. it and it does yield results mm-hmm. but i do feel like just doing when i doing it when i want to do it is sure. my
3: ultimate, yeah, fair enough.
2: it's <laughs> well, my preference well, I think <laughs> with, with,
1: with it with the um the writing for other people uh he talks about uh, edm and that kind of thing for me it feels I, I don't know much about that world mm. honestly and it feels a bit like some kind of mysterious thing where you have to know the secret knock to get in the door, and then a new world. I let you
3: in. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I mean, for anyone listening as well, it might be quite interesting. Just to, like, how do you get into that? Like how does sure. how does that how does that work?
2: Oh, well, my method was a bit random. Like lots of these things are. I just, it was years ago. I lived in Cardiff. I've been in a band for years. And I think it was Jen Long, who was a radio producer for, radio DJ for a while. You probably, sure. She probably yeah. played you your stuff, Andrew. Um, at the time, I think she was working in a rehearsal space and probably doing some cool up and coming job, but was um, much younger. And I think it was her anyway. Anyway, this DJ, DJ Lange, He was asking around, he just moved to Cardiff because his girlfriend was studying there, like they just relocated. And he was asking around for any singers. And I think it was Jen that was just recommended me and probably a bunch of other people, but uh, she was working in rehearsal space and he went there to probably do some work. And yeah, so he got in touch. I googled him and he'd been on top of the pops in the nineties. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, ah, yeah. I know nothing about this scene. I don't really listen to this music, but that's exciting. Mm. Um, and I thought, why not? And so I wrote a little demo and sent it to him. He had some notes, which was great. Like, he pushed me to make it a better song. Mm. I think I wrote the chorus because he made me. Mm. or he thought I had a chorus already. Classic. Sure. Um. And then he made it into a track and it was, he, you know, he he wasn't in the same trance is trance music as well. So mm-hmm. trance wasn't in the same place as it was when you got on top of the pops doing mm-hmm. it. So it was never going to be that anyway, regardless of his, his, um, level of success. But, um, it was one of his biggest tracks for a while. It's still probably one of his most known tracks. Mm, is that a bit of a reach? I don't know. Yeah. I think it's in his top 20 anyway, sure. of, the, of his biggest tracks, mm-hmm. which is lovely. Um, And that instantly propelled me into this scene because trance, so EDM, obviously electronic dance music Mm. is loads of things, Mm. I guess. And someone who knows more about this will, I probably know as much about dance music as I do about quantum physics, but (laughs) I know about my little world, which Mm. is the trance world that I've managed Mm. to get into a little bit and, Yeah. And it was, it's quite a, it's like a huge community and it's worldwide. You've got like Egypt, Russia, you know, the States. Mm -hmm. I've been to Canada to play. I've been to Ukraine, actually. Um, Taiwan, Mm -hmm. Trinidad Mm -hmm. had a little moment where they got a dance stage at a festival and they uh, invited a bunch of dance uh, DJs over. I mean, I've had an amazing time with that, but um, this one track because it's such a tight-knit scene. Everyone knows everything that's out there. Uh It got me a gig in Malta with these young guys that were putting on their first event. Mm-hmm. And they'd all like chipped in on a load of money and they wanted it to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. And they probably couldn't afford a DJ, but they could afford a singer of one of the the good songs at the, the moment in that moment. Because <laughs> nice. uh, that was my first gig as well. So I was like, what to get? paid and a flight and a five-star hotel are you kidding oh. me i normally get 150 quid to play in some scruffy music venue and mm-hmm. that's on a good day obviously more now mm-hmm. but um i was over the moon and they paid me to go there and sorry i've gone off on a tangent this, isn't no, helping tangent you. Away. this is not just this my life the, story yeah, now
1: yeah, it's, it's <laughs> this is this is great
0: tangents are yeah. everything
2: this is still my favorite story <laughs> like favorite memory really of of you know of music that isn't my pure passion but is my life that that is something I've done and and yeah they greeted me with lanyards with my face on
3: Um,
2: the side of the car had a laminate with my face on it nice and then they took me on a detour around the main road of Malta there's only one main road around the whole island I think I, I think I'm right in saying that and there was a billboard with my face on it. What? And <laughs> it probably is more affordable. We need to find
0: them. this. We can put it up somewhere. It needs to. <laughs> I want to see these billboards.
2: I, I think Facebook was the only social, you know, the big social media at the time. And I can't sure. find a photo of these things. Uh. It's so annoying. I've got the laminate somewhere, probably. Unless I got a bit ruthless and checked it out because I did went through this phase of like memories that just. Oh, anyway, um, I'll regret that when I'm old and senile, chucking mm-hmm. these things away. <laughs> But, um, yeah, just hilarious. Lovely, lovely people. They took me shopping and bought me, I have Maltese Monopoly because they wanted to buy me a gift <laughs> as well as paying me. Oh, nice. Um, nice. Giving me a champagne breakfast. It was wild. It was as much fun for them as me just because it was about like trying to do something for the first time.
3: Nice. I played.
2: Mm. I sung my one song mm. at 1am and 2.30am, which is probably later than I'd stayed up for <laughs> a few years, even though I was in my 20s. It was such a loser. <laughs> So it was the whole thing was mental, and I loved it, and it was really exciting and because they treated me so nicely and I had such a good time, mm. I just thought I'll do more of this you mm. know I'll, it, it's really fun and it's, it's being well received and the next track I did was more successful and bigger and okay. it gets remixed now um. Another tiny story, sorry, life story again, but I was living in Brixton a few years ago and I was walking past the electric, you know, the electric, yeah. Yeah, in yeah, Brixton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. love that place. Mm-hmm. We need to see like Maggie Rogers and a bunch of people, but I was just walking back without having washed my hair with my things to be shopping, like getting blown by those, mm. those molecules. And um,
0: <laughs> aggressively.
2: <laughs> and, and I see, oh, Gareth Emery's playing. He's a quite a big trance teacher. I've not actually collaborated with him, but and then like the next day, two of my big trans fans tagged me on um, Facebook in a video of this track, Find Yourself, which mm. is by, with another DJ called Johnny Callan, being pumped out. And this is like six or 10 years, maybe 10 years after it was released. And it being wow. pumped out in this club around the corner from my house. I just walked past where no one recognized me properly. Yeah, and yeah. they're all singing along to this song. Because <laughs> um, wow. people, because at events they all sing this one song, Find Yourself. Mm. Um no. Hopefully, still. I need to keep. I need to keep remixing it to keep it keep it going. Keep but it alive. Yeah. It was just. I just loved that. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. I just walked past looking like a total scrap, and then they like four hours later, they were singing my words and. Nice. It was super. That's like, very cool. Really mm. fun and really cool and and so it's such a departure from what I really do, which is like stand there with guitar and talk like this, like really just rubbish, just mumble on. <laughs> Not mumble, you know what I mean. Mm. Whereas the trance gig's like, oh my God, this three minutes intro of just drums, when we to do with my hands? <laughs> yeah. Like, can someone edit this for me? Because I used to edit my own instrumentals nice. to take because there was no way I was going to be able to stand there for that whole time. Sure. With nothing to do and then sing my tiny little bit and then wait for the next song to come in. It was really funny.
0: Like yeah. a different lot, like it's one of those feels like, it's like parallel universe yeah, yeah you it can really have like is. a it huge is. hit in india or something and then you know like you don't yeah. realize but they're like
2: oh my god you know yeah but, but if anyone wants to get into it as a vocalist mm. drop me a line i can sort of get you some ideas mostly reach out to people on soundcloud and stuff like that try and find someone who's sort of slightly up and coming and wants mm. to work with really new vocalists no nice. if you if you've got a nice voice mm. nice voice um but, you know, something that someone latches onto, that, it doesn't really matter. You don't have to be known. You, mm-hmm. They just want to have, like, a nice sound to add mm-hmm. um, something that works. Um, That's can be cool. That. It's, it's quite often women. It's quite, you know, and even if someone from the trans world is listening, it's quite a sexist industry. Okay. It, it's very, it is very, quite a sexist world, that mm-hmm. that specific genre.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know... see all the comments underneath the track of like oh amazing track dude amazing new song love this song dude and it's Mm. like i wrote that song Sure, sure. (laughs) sure. (laughs) they made it into an epic dance track i have no idea how to do that and so Mm. no one would want to listen to my acoustic demo in a club and it would never have got successful but there's just this thing of like that you're just a little bit of an add-on sure um well you didn't you know when we did a lot of the work quite often um so yeah, I'm trying, I'm at the moment actually hoping to revisit some of my favourite dance tracks I've worked on and maybe work on them with some women or maybe nice. people who are making trance, just try and find them mm-hmm. and, and maybe re-release them in my own sort of Sphere uh, Yeah, like way, my own visualisation of what those nice. dance tracks might sound like Nice.
0: Do, like I said, do they, do they st- like you were saying, obviously some of them you wrote as sort of stand-up songs anyway that were then kind of uh, you know materialized in that sense so it's kind of like a deconstruction is that the idea or you do you, are you going to go um, electronic
2: yeah I might even go electronic like obviously okay. I don't know that world so I'm not going to be stupid enough to try and do that myself I'm not mm. going to just start learning and do it on garage band or anything but mm. to collaborate with someone whose music I like in that world mm. and who we can, you know, I can have, make some decisions, sonic decisions, but they can know the palette. They bring the palette. Maybe I choose some of the colors. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Maybe not, definitely.
2: Maybe just, just to, just to revisit them and just to go back into that world and sort of, because I I never really made the most of it. Again, it was a little bit of an attitude thing where I, yeah, this is great. And I get paid and fun hotels and the people are lovely but but this is what I really do. True. I mean, the funniest thing was when I was invited to do a 10-date tour of Indonesia and I did it and it was incredible and I loved it. But I didn't go to the la- I didn't do the last show because I had a gig in Cheltenham <laughs> with my band. The last show was in Bali. Wow. It was in oh, nice. Bali. I've never been to Bali. Yeah. Still. Um but I didn't do that because I wanted to go and play my gig in a pub in Cheltenham and honestly you know, it's sort of the clinging to the yeah. ideals and the sort of is ridiculous, ridiculous. So, but I it's a thing. It's, it's,
0: it's. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. I think like. I know what you mean. I, I think like
2: looking back at it all, right? <laughs> but did you ever do anything like that, Andrew? Because I imagine you know we've all had moments where we could have done something that was out of our comfort zone, and we we're like, no, we're sticking to our our sort of. Yeah um, well, I, It's not
0: even ethics is it? Know. But You know what I mean It's like your thing is I Like It's one of those things Where it's like You know when you wake up at night And then you're like Oh hang on Was I a dick? <laughs> like And Yeah
2: Like every day yeah. I don't yeah. need to go to sleep yeah. <laughs> I think right. that Ten minutes <laughs> About ten minutes ago
0: uh, <laughs> Like And And I think like there is a see I feel like I could be I could be just continuating the toxicity of our city. Um but <laughs> that was for you Matt. Um oh, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, I think I think you need to normalize yourself with your own ego. And ego like as a thing, as an entity, as a saying, as a, as a whatever, it's kind of like, you know, it feels like there's a lot of desire to be ego less and, and the ego is bad and it, and and it can be, but I, but I also think, and to unpack that very slightly is yes, for me, music is like a moral thing. And again, that's just kind of, you know, informed by 14-year-old me and sort of mainly the perceived ethics of John Franchante and Omar Rodriguez and Tom York and Trent Reznor and all these people who kind of, you know, music is God and da 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 And so I formed a morality and an ethos of what I thought music should be. And when i found what music actually was and actually you know got to a point where you know i we were people were listening to our music and we were playing shows and whatever and dealing you know with the industry side of things i i probably wasn't that great to interface with i'm fairly certain i could say i was probably I'm going to say difficult as a minimum in that the disillusion that I felt kind of just exuded. (laughs) And my tendency in that situation is to kind of light a torch and tear off into the night (laughs) in that, no, this is how it should be. Or die, you know. And so, yeah, so I think now I have a much better relationship, but, and I, I think about some of those things and probably some of the emails I sent at the time over just stuff. But like, it was just like, no, that's just, how could you do that to this thing? This is all this time and effort and love and you did this to it and you, you know, you bounced it as a, 160 mp3 or you cut it with you know you cut it on you made a radio edit on garage band with a wav you know like or whatever you know or like oh we did the artwork and you got something wrong or you saved it you know just like stupid stuff but yeah but i also think that there you you, that also gets you like through the things that you need to get through and like you know, my, I think that there, there's a, there needs to be a, maybe drive is a better term, copium term for that. But I think you need to also have that thing that's like, do better, be better. And yeah, that is that better than other people? By definition, you know, like, you don't want to say it out loud, but like, you obviously want to, you wouldn't make music otherwise. Why would you write a song if you didn't think you could do? If there was a reason for you doing it, mm-hmm. who are you? You're not Brian Wilson, mate. <laughs> you know, like so, like you you going into it. There's an arrogance, if you know what I mean. Of like, who are you to do this? And why do you think? You know, like so. I, I've also felt like there needs to be like a an acceptance of that. You know, like and a and an, an a relationship with your ego albeit a healthier one. But yeah, I I definitely had a, had a and definitely have an ego and I definitely, you know, I've bruised my ego. I've, I've probably used my ego, probably not in some of the ways maybe people would think, (laughs) but you know, like sometimes, you know, you know, I'd be like, Oh, I I thought I did a good job there. You know, like I just, I really believe in doing a really good job. And I think kind of like you, Sarah, like, where you desire like a tick box. I desire to be, I desire a working day. I think in my monkey brain heart, like I really just be like, I put in the graft today and we all did a good Mm -hmm. job in whichever form that, that is. And that's horrible. Like you say, when you can't get that, that's, I find that very frustrating, but that frustration also then sort of finds its way into your ego and then, Sort of back round and then you do another day and you know, and whether that's just, you get inspired by something or you just, or, or, or you just, I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, man, I just, I'm just going to do better than everyone. And it's going to be great today. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like just Definitely in it. a, just in a manageable, I think you need to fight up sometimes. I think like the support slot, I think is maybe a good analogy. It's just like, you're not the main deal. But, like, going on, you're like, "We're gonna stick it to the main band, <laughs> you know like
2: <laughs> like I would never think that <laughs>
0: <laughs> like you have to like, you know that that I don't know if that's healthy, but it's just it would it's like you winning over that audience and being the underdog, like I, I love that feeling it was is such a good when you get it and mm. and you know, no one knows who you are, no one cares you get a few nodding heads and maybe by the end you get, you know, a decent applause. Sometimes you'd lose, sometimes you'd win, but like the idea of going in and have to prove yourself that night, you know, and then you get to try again next night if you didn't do a good, uh, and again, because you didn't do a good enough job next Mm. day. (laughs) But like that stuff is probably really unhealthy in, if, if, if it was applied anywhere else. But like, I feel like it also needs to, you also kinda need a bit of negativity,
3: <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. To like,
2: it propels you, doesn't yeah, it? It yeah.
1: motivates you. I don't I think it's it sounds like drive, I just generally. Mm. And yeah. uh you're saying, you know, you need to feel like you failed to push you to uh, do something better, or mm. you need to just want to do better and or just want to do something good in the first place. And I do I feel you, you all the stuff you talked about, ego was uh, not in a negative way, but negative leaning. Mm. Um, and I think, personally, yes, that's to package that ego bit up and mm. put it to side. Uh, that's complex. Mm. But um, if if you're trying to make something and you're mm. trying to make something good and you're motivated to do that and that's your drive, mm. then I don't see anything wrong with someone. If if you were in a car factory. Someone would be in the quality control department right mm-hmm. have and have the eye on the eye on the prize mm-hmm. and maybe when you're in a in a band and you maybe if you have a label or other people who are selling marketing and doing the numbers mm-hmm. you're you've made the thing, and no one else is going to care about it as much as you are mm-hmm. no one else is going to uh feel as attached as you are, and therefore it's, it can't really be anyone else's job to To ensure that it goes from its idea and gets into the ear of someone Mm. in the purest possible form, Uh, and I think that's natural and fine. Uh, And well, yeah, personally, it's it's my driver. It's Mm. like no, don't touch it, or like (laughs) yeah, it's this is it's a small M. Not a big M, Do you know what, <laughs> what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, but it's all part of it, and a thousand compromises dilutes the whole thing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think maybe my example is quite extreme, and but I, yeah, I think owning it and just and believing you, you, have to believe it in the first place, and then owning it all the way through. I, I, I think it's fine, and I think it's actually the the job.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure someone says like the balance word at some point, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And and I think that's the struggle is to find, is to find those things. And 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 like I say, kind of, you know, like like what you were talking about earlier, so really resonated with me. It is finding that that where 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 compartmentalize where you can, even if it's just mm-hmm. to try, you know. And and again you know that valuation of time and what you're putting in and and like you know i think is i think everyone is trying in their own way certainly at this point it feels to make all of this into a much healthier package right <laughs> you know and kind of and 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 maybe we're kind of realizing things as a society that maybe we didn't we weren't quite you know or as entirely aware of before and kind of just you know looking at these creative industries and like at the moment like there's there's just as likely the that it could change than it could collapse but like at the same time like I think we're all kind of seeing like wow where this is going and and the direction it's heading in isn't great and like something needs to come along but hopefully as with most things they have to get pretty bad before someone actually really does something and there is actually any kind Mm -hmm. of meaningful change um, uh, but it's interesting to hear so many people trying to make sense of that, you know, cause it is such a funny thing, you know, like doing something creative. We've spoken about it before, Matt, and Sarah, I'm sure maybe resonate with you, but almost that feeling like that, that guilt of not doing a proper job <laughs> type thing or, 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 or doing anything you can to make it feel like a proper job, if you know what I mean? Like, mm. because there is that feeling like it or not. You know, and I think like I don't know if it's necessarily an English thing, but that feeling of you sort of show off for a living, if you know what I mean, like kind of, sure. uh, uh, you know, when are you going to get serious? Uh, you know, I think is, and then even for yourself, when you're writing your own songs, like that's your job, you know, that that's your career, but easily, often writing songs can feel, you know waste wasteful of time or, or guilty like you could you know you could be could be I don't know writing a thesis in that time or you know looking for an ISA um, you know, like, <laughs> um where you at. <laughs> yeah but, but it's true um I think uh I kind of the last thing I, I just I suppose really to kind of wrap this bit up I think something I also wanted to touch on with you Sarah and you kind of mentioned it, and I think maybe like the picture has kind of come into focus to some degree, is one thing I'm always really struck with, with all of your work, and I wonder if maybe this is informed by the dance music as well, and like potentially, is one thing I really love, like every track, every record I've heard you on, I think you have like a a wonderful sense and I don't know exactly know how to like bottle it, but I feel like a wonderful sense of of what what should be there and what shouldn't be there, and what is necessary, like what's necessary and what isn't necessary. In that, all of the phrasing and the space and the timing of everything, all your melodies, everything like that, are always just perfectly managed. Like there's never too much. It's like perfectly melodic uh, is, is how, uh, how I think of it. Like all your choruses, like the, everything feels so, uh, like like when I'm listening to music from from another artist, often my brain, starts to kind of like chip in a little bit if if i've never heard something and i'm like oh i think this is going to go there oh i think maybe that melody will go here and sometimes i find myself getting disappointed when it doesn't <laughs> because that's what i think where it's going to go and i'm excited to hear it go in that direction and i think like for example i feel like there's like a like a different bone that i found with some songwriters in that some people just kind of get it and, and I don't mean that in a kind of I don't know like I'm selling some kind of business or I'm you know like you get up at five in the morning and I'm selling this pen as in like you as in like a natural sense of melody and and phrasing and timing and set up there's nothing unnecessary like for example, you know, there are some bands that are so melodic it's not very melodic anymore. Like the phrasing, it's just so filled with melody that it's unmelodic and or, or or like something goes on for much too long. And from the moment literally uh I think it was Simon, he sent me a link to your music and literally the second I put it on, just like yes. Like it was just a, I don't know how to describe it. Like you're sp- almost like you, you were sp- like, as if, you know, I'm sure you've seen the videos on the internet where it's like, I don't know. So-and-so cries because he hears the dialect of the village he grew up in or whatever. Like some other <laughs> kind of thing on top of it. Where like, I was like, it, it just, it just is like, it's not forced. It's not, I mean, that's not to say I'm sure a fuckload of effort goes into it, but
2: not that much. It, <laughs> it, it always
0: <laughs> just that's the one thing. Like uh, honestly, such a big fan of your songwriting. In that it just works, and it's and it just fits exactly where it. I'm finding it very hard to describe, but it fits exactly where it feels like it should fit, and the melody. Do, do you mean?
1: Do you mean kind of like intentional? It's. 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 It. I don't know.
0: It just every melody (laughs) ends in the right place, and I don't know if that makes any sense. But the space and the cadencing and the phrasing, like so many songs, you hear a chorus, and maybe and like there could be a really great melody, but then like the following lines, just enough things. I we often would say in the band of like being on the train, you're on the train. And something happens, you get kicked off the train, and you're not on the train anymore. Sometimes you get a great melody, but it's kind of it's not it's not loved, and it's not it's not prepared, and it's not there's not space around it for it to be just a great melody. And, and it kind of trips up on itself within the song, or like, irregardless of what genre, it, it, I can't. I don't know how best to describe it. Like flowing water, like it goes from A and it goes to B, but just some, it just falls about all over the place and you lose some water s- and some s- spills. Succinct, succinct. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Is know. That that not, it's, it's not. It's not like a quickness. <laughs> it just sounds
2: like the best compliment in the world ever. To be honest, and please, uh, and I'll can die. This and, be I'll, the trailer and I will <laughs> die.
0: And I will die on it. Um. um wow. Yeah. So I wondered if, like, where, like. I wondered where that that came from. For me it's like a feeling of just that's how that well hi I've chosen to start a podcast when I struggled to explain basic concepts. Um but it just feels like it's just everything in the right place. Everything has the space to breathe and, and be where it is. No melody goes on too long, nothing too short, nothing. All the chords are there and it's perfectly as that thing should be. That, that that's always how it, it, it feels to me. It's what I like so much, is it? There's a satisfaction in it, like everything, every suspense releases. Every you know, and 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 it feels considered, and 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 that's what I can't describe it, other than the music. <laughs> I re- the music I really like does that thing. But there's yeah. definitely artists that don't do that thing. And it's kind of like a different bone. It's not like, a this isn't a great melody. It's not like they're not a very good guitar player, whatever. It's mm-hmm. just like the the big picture, something's wrong. And it's not, it's just not, I, I don't know how to describe it. It, 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 it just doesn't, <laughs> have, it's just one of these things is not
2: right. <laughs> you know? I have loads of, thank you. You're, you're very hey welcome. Hell, that was like the nicest thing anyone's ever said about You might not be,
0: it might be unintentional. I'm just saying that your particular, the way you've chosen to order your affairs.
2: I have two responses. (laughs) And one is what I I I feel like one is going to sound dismissive Mm. of probably of the compliment and of your idea. And the other is maybe even going to sound really egotistical and really boosts it. So, and I'm not sure which one it is. And it's probably about balance, isn't Mm. it? Somewhere in the middle. Nice, But in a way, what you're saying does feel like the the f amount of effort i put in and and maybe it's like and right. maybe it's about intuition
3: mm-hmm.
2: um you know not forcing anything this is probably maybe it maybe it reflects the way i come at the process which is really relaxed mm-hmm. like i don't push myself to do it mm-hmm. um it's not i only do it when i want to do it mm-hmm. generally you know i just the right amount of effort for me is all i can put in anyway mm-hmm. Um, but this all sounds like I'm saying, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, no, and you should. you're right. My songs are perfect. Thanks. Um, oh, but it could be. The other I'm, thing what I'm I was saying is, say... it could be a
0: bad song, but you would have done it perfectly. Just but you this. wouldn't. But you know, you understand what I'm saying. That it's not. It's not that it's a great song and it's a great melody. It's the execution of the entire of all the chemicals. The bread is evenly baked.
2: But is it about <laughs> taste? Is it that me and you and probably a bunch of other people. Um, it won't just be me and you, but is it that this is our flavor of melody that we like, you know, maybe you've just found amongst all sure. the other people you like listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether you, you know, whether you want to listen to it over and over again or not, but but it's just that I write songs in the way that you, because I often think this when you're like, like you said, you said you haven't co-written that much. So this might not make as much sense, but like, I mean, it will, but like when you're writing with someone and you're, and you're like, no, no, the melody, you know, you're probably not arguing about to be like, oh, the melody should probably go uh, 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 at the end. Mm. And they're like, they, then they, every time they sing it back to you, they're like, uh, 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 and you're like, no, 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 it's got to be that exact, Sure. you're not doing that little bit at the end that I was, I was doing that kind of uh, at the end. <laughs> and you know that no one, or I think actually often that no one will care. No one will notice. It's like, that's my taste. That's their taste. Mm. It's pretty much the same song. Mm. You know, the melody's the same all the way through, but at the end, I did this little da da da, and they did the da 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 thing. No one cares. Yeah. But actually, maybe they do care. And maybe, but is it that, because what it sounded like you were saying that I just do that is perfect? <laughs> and it's probably not that, is it? I almost mean, well, certainly not. It's like, um, is it that it, there's some sort of like, Rhythm or mel like we're melodically tuned mm. to, you know, like some people like Marmite, some people don't. It's not as binary as that with this. But is it that, that, that I, you know, maybe we just like have, we're on this similar little wavelength with sure. all these other people like this, the melody going up at the end. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there's a bunch of other people that wish it went, would really prefer the going down bit. Do you
0: know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, then yeah. I feel
2: like I'm dismissing everything you said because it sounded amazing and I would love to think that I had this very like, it's like a, de- what's that word, deft touch with something sure. and I, I could some, sort of j- really gently just leave it in the right place and not force it and and be really intuitive with it. And I would love that. And, and I'm also just wondering if it's about preference and that we happen to be on the same wavelength um, and we happen to feel-
1: Is that, ever- as, 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 as the outsider, mm. I, I've been listening to your music, mm. uh, obviously in advance of this yeah. and you can you can see it's like a sense of a sense of love and a sense of uh, execution and the like the love dedication detail that goes into that and then the the quality feeling that mm-hmm. you get from experiencing it at the end mm-hmm. when you're like i mean the some like of your satisfaction. eps <laughs> yeah or or just as, as as the person who didn't do it right mm-hmm. you you're you'll have in your mind Oh, there's that bum note. Oh yeah, I remember playing that roads or whatever, or whatever the example. You you remember the experience in detail. I don't know it, so I'm just getting a first impression. And but that is the consequence of all of those hours and decisions. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I, I fully experienced like a, a real sense of craftsmanship and quality and and love and some of like your artwork is is so satisfying Mm. and and the songs have such a vibe um and even like i'm quite particular there's a song that's really struck me called silver suns and then in Mm. brackets the word divine but the divine has a small d and that's consistent with all the other songs Mm. in with brackets and another word but with a small first letter, and it really struck, and I really liked it because it's a decision. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. why, and I'm not even going to ask you why because I don't want you to
2: uh, ruin it for you. <laughs> um, yeah, well,
1: no, I, I just, I just, I don't need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just appreciate it um, as a very small decision, and I think it's in. And we've said, me and Andrew have said this quite a lot on here. But if, if, if there's a chance one person notices, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just appreciate the care that's kind of obviously gone into it.
2: Mm. Thanks. So, yeah. I really, I mean, I do care. And I I think I really know what I want with these, like those small decisions, they probably don't even feel like massive. De- they, they maybe don't feel even like heavy, you know, which is it? What should I do? Because I just know mm-hmm. there's like mm-hmm. moments where you're like, no, it's definitely got to be this. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm definitely going to use a small for these, a small letter for these things and I um, I definitely know that I, the, cu- the cover should be this colour for some reason, I don't mm-hmm. know why but it's going to end up being that you know um, so so it is a sense of intuition or just f- not forcing it and not, um, not contrived. It's not contrived. It's Mm -hmm. definitely, that's the one thing my music is not. It's not contrived. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like I've shifted genres a lot and I've not stayed consistent to what people's expectations might be. And you can lose fans that way, but I really can't Mm -hmm. do it any other way. Like I I sit down, like I say, the phase comes when it's songwriting time Mm -hmm. and, and I'll sit down and start writing and the first two songs will come out a certain way. And often that'll inform the way the rest come out. Mm -hmm. And that might be so different to the last album mm-hmm. where I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. This is where we're going. We're going, <laughs> we're going a bit more chill this time. I didn't, you know, maybe I'm just playing acoustic guitar cause it's lockdown and my walls are thin. And mm-hmm. so I'm not really getting a <laughs> chance to play my <laughs> electric guitar much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So suddenly the album goes that way. Like nature nurture. Um, yeah, I like and, that. and I let it, I think yeah. maybe that's the freedom of it. And that's kind of why I wanted to be a solo artist um, for me or, you know, or someone that's the director of the project because, the freedom to just go with the flow and not have to um fit into any boxes or anything and yeah so honestly such a i was just thinking as you were both saying really nice things how funny it is however long you can do it and have some f- sort of level of a fan base and that you can still be sp- spurred on to do it again because someone said it was good it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh maybe i should do more of this because uh, yeah because yeah, yeah. i think it's is that, everything, yeah. isn't it? I think I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, well it's validation. Thanks.
3: You know,
0: it's, it's it's the good job, mm-hmm. you know. It's good slap on the slap on the well, not slap on the butt.
2: Slap on the back. Uh, you know, good job. I need both. You know, and not in <laughs> not in that way, like a kick up the ass. I mean I need both. <laughs> you know, it's
0: it's it's um you know, you know, we all you know, it's all those tiny and and it is like but to what I was saying, kind of about ego to some degree, like it is that thing, you know, like We would email, you know, record labels, you know, when we were 15 with our little demo, you know, whatever. (laughs) But if one of them got back to us, we're like, what?
1: You know the big like, time. Oh
3: my
2: god! A, yeah, that was all you needed to keep yeah, going.
0: That's it. And we'd be calling each other, and you know, oh my god, you know, or you know, someone follows you back on Instagram or something, you know. Yeah. Like, that's- I mean, I'm
2: obsessed with the idea, and because I've been working in mental health, so especially mm. I'm obsessed with this idea of not looking externally for validation, because mm. that's just like the route to, um, I don't know, whatever. People. It's it's not a healthy pursuit, mm. but it's inevitable and yeah. we're all gonna it's it's really even if yeah. you were to feel completely fulfilled with mm. your you know inner sense of purpose and that it, I, I don't even need to be good at this i just love it and i mm. do it for that reason it's still you're still going to be flattered and and believe probably at some yeah. point someone who says that you're good at it like you're going to believe it and if you want to and, and it's going to make you want to do it more so it's going to be motivating anyway
1: definitely definitely
2: that feels like
0: a A wonderful place. That feels like a... (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say the same thing. A place to stop. Stop. Yes. To finish. To end. So, should we
0: try and keep on to week two of our (laughs) New Year's resolution? And try and um, give a quick recommendation of an artist that we uh, treasure. Um.
1: Uh yeah, Matt. Do you want to go first? I was yes, I can. I can. But, Sarah? so if you'd like to go first as the as the guest. I was first the guest. rule.
0: My apologies. Oh. My apologies.
1: But I can um, if you if you would like me to step in. I'm happy to.
2: Yeah, go on then. I know who I'm gonna talk, who I'm gonna mention. I was just looking up to see which song I would say. But go on.
1: All right. Even. The. Yeah, mine is the new album. I've been listening to this quite a bit uh, from the lovely Gaz Coombs of some of you might know Supergrass. Uh, So it's his third album uh, and I've liked every single one for many different reasons. And yeah, I probably didn't know about Supergrass at the time, but did retrospectively. This is very different and very mature and just all around wholesome. And yeah, I've loved first two albums and his new ones just come out in fact this year in the last 20 days okay so yeah hot off the press so it's very good i think track two is the one that's caught my ear don't say it's over it's called Mm -hmm. uh the album's called turn that car around and yeah i'd we'll put i'll put that in the playlist Mm. um and i also should say we'll put some sarah a if there's a track you want us to put in the playlist yeah. of yours. We'll, oh yeah. We'll, we'll add one too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. Shoot.
2: So, Sarah, you're in. Well, I was gonna say I, I just realized that the, I saw a post about a new national track that was gonna be mm-hmm. uh, premiered yesterday at five and I haven't listened to it yet. So I was but I can't recommend to nice. something I haven't listened to yet. <laughs> no, so I think you can go. That would be it. really stupid. But I, I want to big up um, someone who hasn't released music for a little while and who I've mentioned before when I've been asked to recommend someone, but Nadia Reed, She's okay. a Kiwi artist. She's from New Zealand. Um, her last album was out in 2020, so she's, not, she's had a baby recently. So I guess um, that's been her latest release. <laughs> um, I absolutely love her. And Out of My Province is such a beautiful album. Her voice is just so I could just listen to it all day. It's so rich and um yeah, amazing. I love the whole of the album. I'm I've been really thinking about the track um, Best Thing, which I got into when the album first came out, but I've been thinking about it again a lot recently. But I also really love um Oh, I'm sorry, I'm looking down up and down no, the album no, no. And I'm thinking which one is it? I think it's O Canada. I love okay. that too. Or oh, I don't want to take anything from you. Anyway, just love it. What, what, listen to it. what was oh, the name of the record again? The album is called Out of My Province. I think, so I, can I tell you, we haven't got time. No, 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 I have
0: have all time.
2: Basically we played on a bride tour. We played uh, a venue in uh, Past Street Studios in Liverpool and there was a guy behind the bar called Angus McBride. Was loving that fact because, you know, (laughs) spelt the same as bride. And it was his last day, his last shift before he went, did a bit more traveling and then went back to New Zealand. And um, he was like, Oh, just go out. Like, you know, I'm a bartender. We'll get cheap drinks in all the bars. You have to come (laughs) out with me. It was midweek. It was, you know, he was on one for that week and he was such a nice guy. And we had stayed in the hotel centrally for the first time we could afford it ever. So we could just all go out and party and walk back to the hotel. And um, we had a really good time with him and then just like, you know, added each other on Facebook and stuff. And then he posted about Nadine's music of, maybe a year or so later occasionally you see him on Facebook when I was using it a few years ago and um I was like oh do you know her because it seemed like he did and he was like oh, I married her Whoa. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> but I love her because <laughs> <No
3: way. laughs> I liked her
2: previous album uh not as much like you know I hadn't got obsessed at that point yeah. um but I was really into it into it and I was like oh god that's so cool and then and when I listened to it out of my province it really sounds like a love album mm
1: nice like in the purest cool sense
2: not in the sort of um, dramatic sense in the just really sort of wholesome yeah yeah this person is my person sort of thing yeah. so mm-hmm. okay cheesy that's it. no great what a great so story oh I like it <laughs> yeah yeah, I like yeah, it. yeah
0: absolutely
1: there you go um, go on Andrew what are you thinking my one I
0: don't know if it's cheating but um, I thought I never really mentioned it and I know they would really appreciate it uh like ages ago, I don't even quite remember how, but um a band messaged me about um helping them with their record and they lived in America and obviously I live here, and they um kind of we kind of just they were they'd you know got producers and whatever and and they were just looking for like something that wasn't necessarily production and 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 I was like, oh cool, well, you know like uh, they played me some of their stuff, and I was like, "Oh, you know, they seem, they they get it. You know, they they, mm-hmm. they, they they're a really good band, and they they get it. They they they, you know, you uh, like I was saying about you, bro. You can hear, and you're just like, pass. You know, like you get it. And um, and yeah, like, kind of just, they would send me their tracks every now and then, and I would be like, cool, this is good. This is rubbish. This is good. This one again. Blah 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 blah.'" And it's been like three years or something. Uh, They had like lineup changes and uh, 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 the singer had a kid and blah, 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 blah. But we've become really friendly over the time. And obviously I speak to them on uh, Zoom or whatever, you know, every few months at the time. Um, And they finally released their EP. Um, It's called Matches and the band is called Junro, J-U-N-R-O. And uh, yeah, they're from... uh, I actually don't know where they're from. I don't want to say in case I get it wrong. I want to say Connecticut, but I don't think it is.
3: <laughs> okay,
0: Middle America, you know America. I'm not, actually no East Coast America. Um, and they're just—it's just again, like you know, I I had an input, but I—it's not uh, in no way measurable. You know what I mean? I just said that's good. Do more of that, you know, kind of thing. But I'm just so proud of them, and like. They, you know, watch this little, like, it's kind of like just sort of being a fly on the wall and just watching, you know, these little songs take place or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, cool. You know, maybe I would think about rearranging this section or like maybe this and trying not to give them the idea, just like, cool, maybe you should look for something that does this, maybe some examples or whatever. And what I really love about them is like they would go away and then they would, it was like, a treat. I'd get to like, listen to the song again, It obviously just would pop up again. And I'd listen to the same song again. And then, you know, like something new would happen, obviously. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, and obviously, yeah, sometimes I'd be like, mm, that's not the one. And then, but 99% of the time it'd be like, I don't know, like Kanye West re-uploading an album. Do you know what I mean? Kind of thing. And you get like <laughs> a new, it's the same track, but you got a new surprise. And I just felt like, they would really appreciate that shout out. And I think it's, I'm so happy and I'm so proud of them. So yeah, the band's called June row and the EP is called, uh, matches. Um, nice. so I think it's only uh, five, five tracks, but yeah, they're a uh, three piece guitar, based drums, whatever, but you know, a very new, a very, very new band. Um, so, but yeah, I think they're just, just great. Great musicians, great songs, great great melodies, great great choruses, big riffs. It's just, eh, just just great songs. So, awesome.
1: felt- what's the what's the what's the track you want to put in the playlist? Oh, you have to choose a one. Ah,
0: oh, there's one bit, and this is there's a song called Wait, and there is one bit that. Like, it was such a nice way to experience a record. Like, imagine working on the record that you really like, but you don't know you really like it yet. Does that make sense? Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And you you get to hear little bits. There's just one bit at the end. Never tell him because it's such a good bit. But the bass player does this, like, such a cool counter melody. And it's, it's just... You know, there's just some bits that you would just be like, rewind that bit. That's such a good, <laughs> like, just such a great bit of a of a track. Like a certain harmony or me- like, just a like you were saying, Sarah. Like tiny little flick. For me, sometimes that can make or break a day. Like sometimes mm. it's you know the uh, in so real by Jeff Buckley. The ah, like that one. He does it once, and it's the sound of it is so like pressured and smooth, but like, it's just per- per- like perfect. Does it once like some one bit, there's a bit in, I wish by Stevie wonder where he goes, it like, and it's just so good. <laughs> it's like one bit and it's a thing, you know, like it's, it, it is those things that, that, that's that, that, that gets that melody. And so, yeah, there's this is one bit at the end of this song where the the they do this kind of little turnaround, but the bass player does like a slightly different version of it basically and kind of kind of plays like a more of a melody thing. And ever since I heard it, I'm I'm almost jealous that I because I, I like it so much, that bit. So um see, so yeah, maybe maybe the song wakes, I think. I so I nice. every time nice. that bit comes in, it's such a good bit so that that's that's that would be my recommendation
1: um awesome well um, that'll be all yeah we'll stick them all in the the playlist and yeah should we sign off yeah. at this point thank you yeah. so much sarah mm-hmm.
0: thank you so thank you much so for much. spending thanks for much, joining us at least half of your life with us today <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i mean what an absolute pleasure thank you oh, it was so fun and um yeah we could just ring each other up and have these chats anyway if you want. But that'd be fine with me. That's what
0: we did. That's honest. That's the problem we have is we do a podcast basically before there's even a podcast. And then we ring each other <laughs> afterwards and do another another quick poddy. So
1: Lots of words.
0: Yeah. Lots of words. But you've been you have been an absolute delight. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thanks. Um to all of our lovely Patreons for just absolutely keeping the lights on and enabling us to do these lovely things and spend our lovely time talking to lovely people. Um, We will... If you're listening... Oh, Matt, I'll let you do it if you're listening to me right now, because...
3: Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: Well, so if this... This is out on a Tuesday, Tuesday morning, there's a listening party on a Tuesday evening, 7pm UK time, for anyone interested. It's every Tuesday, so if you're listening to this in 2026... There'll still be one on a Tuesday, or maybe it was last Tuesday, but that's all you need to know. Um, Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you can see me now, I don't know what you're implying. If you can see me, you've already watched it. You always say, yeah, yeah. You're like... Ah, now I've been prompted. I've, I've lost it. But anyway, we'll be here next week as well. So we'll see you then. Thank you all so much, everyone. Bye. Bye.